0: Iman Gadji. How are you doing? I, was get, I had to ask you <laughs> or how to pronounce your name, but your name is longer than that, right?
1: Yeah, my full last name is uh, Gajima Gomilov. Right,
0: and I, think, I thought you were like Khabib's brother or yeah. something like that. Because it's it. exact, exact
1: same part of the world. Do you wrestle? No. No? no unfortunately, no. Not yet? No, yeah, Plenty exactly. Time. There's um, time left.
0: Firstly, I don't think anyone's ever brought me a gift. For the podcast maybe a book or something but
1: i was gonna bring you some usually i bring i like to share my passions so sometimes uh, i was trying to source you a, i don't know if you have a moon swatch i don't i'm not into watches so i was gonna get you a moon swatch with like a nice oris strap or something what's a moon I, swatch well we can look it up now <laughs> yeah, have, we, <laughs> have you never seen the omega swatch collaboration
0: uh maybe well, I mean, okay, for firstly, this is the first time we're in my new studio, so uh-huh. you're our first guest, mm-hmm. welcome, um, and we have a Mac that's set up now, so if we need to Google anything, the only trouble is, is Dainton is doing the podcast today, and I don't even think he can see it, it's that far away, can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we probably won't use it today, but um, yeah, welcome to, wow, well, this is my new house.
1: It's, uh, look, I'll be honest, I, I've been all over the world. And um, I, I thought I'd get you a nice writing utensil. That is a
0: nice pan. Um, that is a very nice pan. So Thank yeah. you very
1: much. My pleasure.
0: Cheers, D. Thank so you very much.
1: Um, so yeah, I've been uh, dude, I've been all over the world. Uh, I've seen all different types of houses and homes and this and that. But like for me, coming here, as I was coming to your guest, like for me, this is even motivational. Like this is, you know, when I return back to the UK because you know I moved uh, to Dubai a year ago and you know Dubai is just an absolute shithole, right? Like. <laughs> yeah do i do i was not i'm gonna ask it. you about that yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah we can yeah. run through it yeah. um so at some point i will return to uk and when i return to uk the plan was actually always to have a house in the Cotswolds, yeah and then you know a, a place in london and do monday to friday Cotswolds, and then you know come in uh, to london for the weekend or something so this is this is actually like my dream house like, really this, yeah this is so sick man. <laughs>
0: thanks man yeah it's been a bit of a labor of love so um but no yeah i fell in love with it when we first drove up and Mm -hmm. then literally put an offer in the week later and then Mm -hmm. changed it all to like make it more modern because it was like a couple of old people and older people 80 before Mm. and uh it was styled back in the 70s so i feel like i got a good price but um maybe because the styling but it's all changed but yeah thanks man yeah no it's like for me it's like the dream house because i'm very similar situation to you where you get to a point where you're like do i leave because of taxes Mm -hmm. right and it there's everything points at to buy because I've got a lot of friends and clients over there, but then when you if you find a house like this, mm-hmm. you think, "Do I buy this house and pay tax, or do I move? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm a bit older than you, yeah, you know, so um you're still in that phase of like in your twenties and that yeah. kind of stuff, so you've got to enjoy that phase yeah, I'm a bit older now, so it's a bit different. For me. Um, so yeah so for anyone that doesn't know you i mean most people would i imagine Mm -hmm. um i've watched your last video you said you made 24 million by 22 right Mm -hmm. is that where it peaked because my 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 uh my total peaked once and then it went back down again
1: (laughs) uh, so that wasn't in one year (laughs) yeah no no total yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, well i guess i mean if i'm being honest i because, uh, you know, I was saying this on another podcast that it, I think it's a little bit more than that. But yeah. I, ju- I just go with 25 just because it's easier. Yeah. Um, that's, like, a lot of people try to use revenue metrics, which for me, I think revenue, I mean, it depends on, you know, type of business. Like, for example, my software company, yeah. the only thing we really care about is revenue. Right. Because that is driving the valuation of our company. And that's basically yeah. the big focus at the moment. Yeah. So I just see a lot of stuff in the entrepreneurship space, which I just think is not very transparent or very open or honest of, like, my company does 40 million a year and it's like okay cool but how much money are you actually taking off the table yeah you know um you know how much actual free cash flow is that providing for you so as i said it's, it's different you know at my software company that's we're not optimizing for free cash flow yeah. we're optimizing to basically get the value of the company up to you know nine multi nine figures as quick as humanly possible yeah. uh, whereas at other companies that i have you know my e-learning company i mean for that company it's a little bit Revenue matters a little bit more because the more revenue we, ha- we have, the more we can do in terms of building the schools in Nepal, in terms of building out infrastructure, developers, yeah. et cetera. But like, let's say, for example, you have a service based business. The only thing that you should care about is profit. Yeah. Right. So I've tried to make a very big distinction of I said it's honestly it's a little bit more than 25, but I've made 25, 30, somewhere in that region. At the moment, I've got 12 to 14 net after tax. Um, and that's kind of the situation.
0: Man, yeah, well, that's what they say. They say uh, turnover is vanity, mm-hmm. profit is sunny.
1: As it depends on, in, yeah, yeah, in general, but as I said, it depends on the type of business. It basically just depends what you're optimizing for. Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: um, well, so um, my first question to you is you're only 22. Mm-hmm. When I've watched your videos, I'm like, you know, it's basically what I know, <laughs> you know, and I've been around longer. Mm-hmm. Where did you figure all this out? Like, how And how did you figure it out? Because a lot of 22-year-olds... Aren't, aren't like you mm. you know I'm not, I'm not saying you're special I'm not gonna big you up all that kind mm. of stuff but I'm you know the the knowledge that you have based on what I've seen of your videos and I've watched a good few hours of it um where did you like where did that all start and how did you get all that info because I went to uni did a degree in marketing advertising learned loads of stuff but all of my knowledge has not come from that i mean so I've learned some good things from that i did like i did a good degree like most pe- most degrees are rubbish but um i i learned my things off a lot of people and all this kind of stuff where did you learn all, all of your everything you know where did you learn
1: that so i mean look if you want um if you want if you want extraordinary results you need you know extraordinary inputs another thing and uh, you know now that I've been in London and i did a couple of podcasts and I, I think it's important for me to sort of give like T's and C's, because the thing is, I think if you're someone that other people are listening to, it's important for you to set clear expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think, for example, even in business YouTuber space and stuff like that, like, I don't think people dislike business YouTubers or people who sell education. They 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 dislike the expectations, the fact expectations aren't set correctly. So I like to make it very, very clear, not in a weird way or not in a bad way, but it's very, 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 very unlikely that someone is going to have my level of success at this age because, firstly, it's not necessarily aspirational because, you know, I get the question a lot of times, are you happy? And I'm like, well, no, but I also don't really care too much about happiness. You know, so the thing is I will have, you know, I kind of explain: there's, there's fulfillment, there's peace, and then there's joy. Like, I understand what those feelings feel like. I don't really know what happiness feels like. Like, I know times I've felt fulfilled, there's times I felt joyful, and there's times I felt at peace, and all three of these things directly contradict each other. So if you're optimizing for one, you're it's at the loss or the expense of the other two. So the reason you know I want to say that at the beginning is because people you know hear twenty whatever however many millions at this age, and they're like, oh my god, that's the dream life, and it's like, well, no, there's sacrifices that come with that, uh, and not like oh you know I have to sacrifice and blah blah. It's like no, genuinely like just understand you will have less peace in your life. So if peace is important to you. Then you can go for it. But if you want, pe- and most people want happiness, but what they really want is peace. You know, like most people want, to like, ah, I can appreciate the moment. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's um, a little, uh, you know. Um, I think you are happy. I'm fulfilled. No, I think you're happy. I'm fulfilled. I think we've changed. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're happy. What What's happiness to you?
0: Well, I don't. I don't go along the old um, Will Smith film. Pursuit of happiness. (laughs) I'm not interested in any of that. Like, freedom is happiness, and money provides freedom. If you Mm. can, if you can get away from, like, a job or someone managing you and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter how much money, but enough money Mm -hmm. where you can do what you want. Then you're then you're free. Mm -hmm. Like, you can travel, you can do all these things. But like, I don't think there's a thing. I don't think happiness exists. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a weird word, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit like love, right? Yeah. Like love is like... can have so like, many different... Yeah, yeah, What, Like what's the point in basing life on love? Mm-hmm. You just get on with it. Yeah. And you have people that you like, some people you don't like. You know, you've got family. I've got a massive family. Mm. Like nightmare. Mm. Absolutely not. I love all of them. Mm. But, you know, it's like, I don't... You can't...
1: I, I, I know what you're saying, but it's like... Yeah, but you... For example, you say... Because here's the thing that most people don't understand. They're like, you know, I would much rather be rich than be poor. And it's like... Yeah. Or, or let's say you know, I would much rather have a hundred million than a million. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. duh. But you have to look at the drawbacks to everything. And yeah, the thing is to, and the thing yeah. is no no, no the, the thing is to get to a hundred million, you're gonna have so much mental clutter. You're gonna have to go through so much chaos, and you're gonna ha- you're gonna to get to a hundred million. You're gonna have more fulfillment because for for me fulfillment comes from doing hard things. Mm. You know, like I ran a marathon. I wasn't happy when I ran the marathon. Oh, no, you know, I was. Idea. You know, like I was, I did not, I did not particularly, I mean, there were some moments where like I got runners high and felt joy, but in general, I didn't really feel too much joy, but at the end I felt yeah. so much fulfillment, Yeah. right? Yeah. So the point is to get to, let's say, for example, a hundred million or to do these hard things, Yeah. you're doing it at the expense of peace and joy. So it just depends what's important to you.
0: Depends how you make it. If you do a hundred million in crypto and you yeah, do I it know, in a year, but, but this is what I'm it's like not
1: difficult. Yeah, but It's you, easy. I know you have financial freedom. I get that, of course. Yeah. And that brings a lot of. That brings some peace to your life, but also brings a lot of areas of chaos to your life.
0: Here's the thing, right? Because you're 22, Mm -hmm. you're trying loads of stuff, Mm -hmm. right? When you get older, you'd have done everything, Mm -hmm. right? Probably by like 30 or something like that. You're only 22, right? When I was 22, I didn't know my ass from my elbow, right? -hmm. But I was an old school 20, I'm 42 now. Mm -hmm. So like I was at uni and blah, blah, blah. I didn't, didn't really care, I just wanted to travel you're trying loads of stuff mm. still and you will for your 20s you know you'll try all sorts of things you mm. know you've got what you've got to think of is that you've got all the fun stuff to try still mm. so it's like have you seen Game of Thrones?
1: Yeah uh, maybe like two episodes
0: Right if you haven't seen Game of Thrones mm. I envy people mm-hmm. because they get to watch it for the first time uh-huh. right you're you get to do all of the cool shit for the first time for the next 10 years of your life so don't worry about happiness right now uh-huh. right or whatever that key word is mm. just just enjoy the ride because it's like you say the first hundred grand was the best fun right because mm-hmm. it was your first
2: mm-hmm.
0: right money money doesn't make you happy like making 100 million all that kind of stuff because mm. that's just like numbers right but trying things for the first time and enjoying them, that's that's the fun stuff. Mm. So you've got all that to come. I won't worry.
1: I don't know. I mean, look, I've done a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of stuff. And the thing is, <laughs> as you said, you become so desensitized to so quick. Uh, you become... Yeah, so so buying th- things. Is, is, no, is buying cool. things, experiences. Like, you know, let's say... I, I get what you're saying about the Game of Thrones and this and that. But like, I also, I yes. guess it's, it just depends who you are as a person. like. Yeah. I, I can't watch movies. Like it just, sure. I, I get so antsy. But the thing is, right. So you, you like this house. Yeah. Right. Spectacular. You haven't
0: bought this house yet uh-huh. or renovated one. Yeah. So you've got all that fun to come. Right. And it makes you really happy and fulfilled. And like, like yesterday I had like 20 family members around. Mm-hmm. Everyone had a great time when mm-hmm. nephew was playing tennis. Mm-hmm. Like I felt so good. Yeah. Right. Because I've like, I've worked my ass off for this, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone gets to enjoy it. It's like, it's like, People that have supercars. Mm-hmm. If you've got no one to share it with, mm. it's pointless having one. Hundred percent. Like, and, and that's like this house and renovating. i you know, building a house in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. You've got all this to come, mm-hmm. so don't worry about it. You you literally have got all the fun stuff to happen, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's worth it. You just you've just done it the right way round, mm-hmm. where you've like invested well. You know, switched on. Um. So yeah, you, mate. Mm. You, you, the reason you're not happy, like you say at the minute, is because you just haven't. Done all these other things, but Uh, you can. I guess the
1: the main condition of that is age. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily that someone at you know I wouldn't give that same T's and C's if I was 38 years old and had done 25. I'd, I'd be like whatever. Like it was a journey, blah blah. blah. I'm just saying to, to work, at that velocity and that speed in such a short period of time, and to push. And by the way, like dude, I've, I've. there's a lot of people in sort of like the online entrepreneurship space that are like, yeah, I wake up at like 4 a.m. every morning. About so like, the bollocks, bro, I, I, I wake up at 8.30, I will outdrink anyone. Yeah. I, I, I party very, very hard. I have my fun. I have a lot, a lot of fun, right? So, you know, I don't yeah. sacrifice anything. But as I said, you know, I think um, the happiness conversation comes up a lot, uh, you know, and it's, uh, it's also a very fascinating one for me.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't get the word. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand that word. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to read that stuff when I started out like I used to read that Richard Branson would be up at 6 in the morning I'm yeah. like what is he doing like why isn't he sleeping mm-hmm. like but some people are. More, I'll work till 2 in the morning no problem mm-hmm. you know like researching or yeah. like making decisions whatever yeah I don't, like the whole happiness like don't worry about it mm. if anyone asks that it's like what who cares yeah. like like, just get away. do you know what? I remember this um, entrepreneur in Brighton he had like a really bad rep I don't know He apparently like killed someone Or something One of his tenants like But he was like The, la- the slum Slumlord landlord Or something mm-hmm. The slum landlord You ever heard of him? No Brilliant dude Like just didn't give a fuck Basically yeah. The BBC were doing like A documentary on him And um, this reporter Was like following him around Because they're trying to Make him look bad He's well aware of it And he, they were like What do you want to be Remembered for? And he went I don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> He's like Why would I care What mm. I'm remembered for? Mm. He's like like, it doesn't yeah. matter.
1: I, I don't believe in the whole legacy thing. Like, your kids are your legacy, eventually. Your yeah, family. but then your kids have kids. And, like, I have no idea what my great-grandfather's name is. Yeah, me neither. Like,
0: but then... But they then that's meant to be legacy. They didn't like, have iPhones back then. Yeah, that's you true. You know, to, like, record all that. Like, that is kind of that,
1: weird. That's kind of weird that, like, you know, our great-great-great-grandchildren <laughs> could, like, pull up YouTube or some archives and watch <laughs> us. Like, I that, mean, that like, is that is weird thought.
0: Like, this guy made me. Oh, yeah. my God. Can Can you imagine? Yeah, it's true. But um, yeah, do you get asked that a lot then about happiness?
1: Why? On podcasts. Why? You know, you know what it is? It's, I think, people want to find chinks in the armor. Then yeah, They're probably. like, oh, but but are you happy? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Do I have to be? Like, are you happy? What do you consider happiness? So I think it's like, you know, people want something that they can be like, oh, but you must not be happy. <laughs> so Yeah,
0: I mean, like, you're happy. Uh-huh. Like, you're smiling. <laughs> I'm happy.
1: Like, whatever.
0: Like, it doesn't uh-huh. really matter mm-hmm. you know I, I mean yeah i don't get that question mm. i think most questions i don't really get either like yeah. you know it's not about it's not about being happy is it really it's like if you enjoy your day mm. that's cool right as long as you haven't got any idiots around you annoying you mm. right which you know have you
1: no luckily <laughs> no i have a very uh <laughs> I, when it comes to my companies i have a very like um we have an amazing company culture and i have a rule i mean it sounds terrible, but basically. I, Between the companies, I will say either you're with us for 60 days or six years because basically we do a 60-day probation period where we make it very clear there's, you know, 50% chance even after, you know, whatever role we're hiring for, we'll get two to 500 candidates. There's, you know, multi-step interview process. I'm not good at many things, but one thing I am very good at is hiring and and reading people. And uh, even after that point, there's a 60-day probation period and... I can't tell you the amount of times I've, I've literally let someone go just because they're amazing at their job. But I just think they're fucking lame. Yeah. Like, I j- I'm just like, I have a rule. If I wouldn't enjoy having a cigar or a drink with you or like, or even just having a, a tea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want you at the company. Yeah, and yeah. and I've, I've let go of some really, really, really good talent just because of that.
0: So 60 days or six years. Yeah. How many companies have you got that've been
1: been around 6 years? Okay, it's it's more of a, it's more, of a, it's more of a <laughs> It same. makes no sense. <laughs> but I have had people who worked for me for 4 years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. and had offers at 101 different places and never left. So so I watched that video and
0: it reminded me a little bit of me. Like I did my companies that made me money and I saved money mm-hmm. then I invested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what catapulted everything. Mm-hmm. That changed everything, right? You're the same as that, mm-hmm. right? definitely i can tell by the way you're talking i've been through that journey Mm -hmm. but i did it like six years ago right well five years ago early 17 yeah so why do you keep working right because that's a question i ask myself Mm -hmm. right i run gyms and they don't make much money Mm -hmm. they make enough money to like get by and stuff but they're not making like i could quite happily just sit here invest and do nothing else right Mm -hmm. there's no point in me doing all this other stuff but i love like CrossFit and all this kind of stuff. I, you know, it's part of the my g- day. The gym looks pretty nice. Yeah, the got me in yeah. gym. Yeah, like it's a bit dusty at the minute, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, like so. I that I love that stuff. Why do you keep working when you don't need to?
1: What else is there to do? like from, you know, as, <laughs> uh, That's uh, the uh, answer. No, but <laughs> that it, is the answer for me. As I said, it's like right. what it just depends what you're optimizing for, you know. And maybe at that point in your life, you're optimizing for like peace, and in that case, like qu- live a quiet life, and you're like, I mean. Dude, you can very easily optimize for peace living, you know, living in this compound, right? And, it's and such a weird word, compound. I love, yeah, like, it is a compound. It's such a Dubai word. I love it. It's a compound. It feels like called. there's
0: like a bunch of strippers in a cage <laughs> at the back or something like <laughs> like, like like Dubai. <laughs> and um,
1: so, so yeah, I mean, you could very easily, you know, optimize for like peace and tranquility here. But it's, I guess it's just the way that you're wired, you know. And for me, the way that I'm wired is, I just. I get my I get a lot of fulfillment and I get a lot of enjoyment from what I do. Yeah. And by the way I also don't think necessarily it's what cuz I hear, uh, there's a lot of stuff that entrepreneurs say because they think it sounds good but anyone who's actually been like what uh, do something you love because if you uh, start a business in something you love then you'll never work another day That's the biggest, it's the biggest load of shite I have ever heard it is not true once you yeah. do once you start making money from something that you love you no longer love it or you lose a lot of that love factor because it's it I don't know it becomes like sterile it's the same reason I mean look there's some people who quite clearly it works for them I could never ever be business partners with my wife ever no chance I don't like to mix something that I Love and, you know, sets my mind free and lets me go into a different state that I'm in day to day, which is very analytical and logical. And this like, I don't like to commingle those two things. So it's the same thing when it comes to, you know, starting a business uh, that you're passionate about and then, you know, you'll love it and and this and that. Um, You know, I don't I don't particularly believe that I believe in starting practical businesses. Um, I think people want to like. Live like a a rock star or, or live their dream life with their work. I don't really care about that. I want to live my dream life because of my work. And my work, like, for me personally... Look, if you told me at the age of, like, eight or nine years old, you know, you'd make all this money and, um, you know, you'd have a, a advertising agency and you'd have an e-learning company and you'd have a software company and blah, blah, I'd be like, that sounds so boring. I want to be, like, suits. I want to be, like, a lawyer or something. Or I want to be, like, a business mogul or, like, yeah. you know, something... Exi- but practical works, Yeah, you know? So, and the thing is, I... I'm. I'm not passionate about what I do. I love my work. I'm fulfilled by my work. I'm challenged by my work. But that's because I like. I like being the best at what I do, and I love doing the best for our customers and clients. Mm-hmm. And like that feeling when you know when you've been working on a new key feature for like three or four months, and it finally rolls out, and you. Ju- you don't need anyone to even tell you. You ju- just you know it's good. Yeah. Like you know it's it's miles above everything else. It's a, you know it's, it's, it's a, it's a very satisfying feeling. Fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah, Very fulfilling makes you happy. Yeah, okay. You go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's true. It's like when I when I'm at CrossFit mm-hmm. and I see a member that's been there like three months mm-hmm. and they feel so much better. Mm. Like I've made no money. It's like not about money, but when you see people like it's the little wins, you know. When you see people like be, being happy in those little moments, mm. that's what makes me happy. Yeah, like money, money doesn't make you happy. It, make, it makes you free. 100% makes you free because you can do what you want whenever you want I can open a gym it can lose money it's fine mm-hmm. you know like a couple of grand a month it wouldn't kill me mm-hmm. you know but um, yeah that's I think that's all it is
1: depends the way you make your money and set up your structure though because sometimes more money di- sometimes there's a direct correlation with more money and more stress yeah. and then that stress makes it hard to kind of enjoy your life so, Yeah. so I try to find the f- a fine balance right and yeah. um, definitely later on in my years uh, i probably have a, even more of a fine balance uh, that's sort of weighted more towards still make a lot of money but try to do it with mitigate as much stress and, yeah and ball like that comes with it as humanly possible
0: yeah do you know that the, the things that I, I find that the things i've done in my life that i've enjoyed the most have made the least money mm. probably because i'm too busy enjoying it Mm. As in like, you know, the process and all that kind of stuff to like worry about money that much. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the things that have made me the most money, like investing, like didn't really work. Yeah. Didn't really do anything. I made a decision that was sort of risky, however you want to play it. But I always say risk is only risk if you don't know what you're doing. Mm. Um, But yeah, you just like, once you save some money, you invest it properly. That's what makes you loads of money. Mm. And then all the fun stuff you do around the side, you know? Like, so
1: what can I expect tomorrow from the channel four documentary? <laughs> um, <laughs> well,
0: I mean, mine was quite much chill. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, I talked about the philosophy of Bitcoin uh-huh. as opposed to like, I, I'm not a clickbaity person. Mm. I'm like, I'm not, for me, it's not about numbers. I don't do podcasts for like numbers, you mm-hmm. know, it's more about, I want to learn as much as I can, which is why I invited you on, you mm. know, want I want to learn some things from you. Um, but the Bitcoin documentary—they asked me about doing it, and I—I've I, worked in TV before. I did advertising, and I worked when I was younger. That was what what I did for a bit before I started my own company. And I was very weary about what they were going to try and ask me about and say. And they, there's a couple of times where they asked me to to use the words uh, "diamond hands" and "paper hands" keywords, and I wasn't having any of it. Yeah, I did put it into the conversation because they want those keywords to sell this documentary and do like a teaser. I've seen the teaser. I'm yeah. not sharing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen the teaser. It's fine, but it's like, you know, it it's, they changed the title too. It mm-hmm. was called A Guide to Cryptocurrency and now it's called Cryptocurrency Has the Bob burst, which is, I was saying, it's like there's an article nine years ago, Channel 4 did, and it's the same title mm-hmm. for the article and it was $100 at the time. You know, so they were putting, they have cost people millions they were putting people off this nine years ago mm. for them to bring out a documentary that hopefully i haven't seen it but if it puts people off it's like they need a slap
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know because they should be like charging the interest making people pointing people in the right direction to learn so um i don't know what to expect from it Ade, the guy who hosts it's a really lovely guy you know we hung out here we had a good, good chat in the gala and stuff um and he actually messaged me this morning and, you know um, we we talk a bit but so I don't know what to expect I just hope I hope that they do guide people the right way and point people in the right direction but from what I've seen I'm not going to talk shit about anybody but from what I've seen you know it is what it is yeah mm. it, it's, just an, it's just a TV show yeah right you know this is why I don't do TV mm. but I'm not interested in it because you can't they edit it how they want they they tell you to say keywords all this kind of stuff like we drove out in my car in my lambo you know and i was super careful because i had the guy in my ear the producer in my ear i was super careful what i was saying you mm. know they're all they're trying to get you to like you know it's like it's like shit clickbait youtube tv yep. now that's all it is like mm. youtube's way better <laughs> it, it's like it's so much better than tv mm. tv's
1: just like Oh, I can't. Yeah, can't yeah. I agree. <laughs> so don't expect too much. All right. I'll still watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it on the flight back to the best city on Earth, Dubai.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Dubai.
1: Sure. <laughs> it's a shithole, isn't it? It's a proper shithole. It's an absolute yeah. shithole. <laughs>
0: like, I've been twice. I mean i am I'm sure it's okay. Like there's nice restaurants, kinda of like that. You know, but it's soulless, isn't it? That that's, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. I, I really wanna like it. Like mm-hmm. my missus likes it, you know. She, like she's been once and there's not we went to nice restaurants and mm-hmm. stuff like that um but why do you, why do you think it's a shit because it's <laughs>
1: look is it okay so by the way you can live you can live many lives that you want in dubai so that's the other thing such as like you can you could get a very easily get a place on the palm mm-hmm. get a villa on the palm and just you'll have you'll have a very good quality of life you'll be directly on a private beach you'll be on you know so there's or there's other more family-based communities. Like you can, you don't need to be in downtown, what's right? the other? What's the other life? Oh, or I mean- Strippers. Yeah, Dubai makes, Dubai Sugar like- Sugar babies. <laughs> yeah, Dubai. Makes. Dubai is like, I mean, look, Dubai is like LA. A lot, a lot of people lose themselves, right? And it's, uh, you have to be a very sort of strong person to live in Dubai and not have it pressed down on you. And I've had this like, you know, I've told this to like girls in Dubai. I'm like, unequivocally, Dubai makes women worse people. And I'm like, but unequivocally, Dubai makes men worse people. I'm like, it it works both ways, right? Like, I have a a house in Cape Town. Like, when I, I spend like, you know, three, four months a year in Cape Town. Dude, when I'm there, like, I don't don't care what I wear. I don't care, like, but like, just, I don't know. It it just brings you back to like, just the simple basic things in life, right? Whereas in Dubai, even if I'm like, You know, I know, like, oh, I don't need something else. Even just small things, like, you'll be at a restaurant. Oh, those are, like, uh, you know, cool cool shoes. Oh, maybe we should go shopping after. Like, just because it's it's just easy, right? And uh, it's also the flashiness. You know, the thing is, like, I even have, um, you know, one of my best friends, he lives in Dubai, and he moved around the same time as I did. And he's, like, uh, uh, he's actually from uh, Newcastle. And, um, you know, he's, like, you know, sometimes it's very inspiring to see, like, all the wealth in Dubai and blah, blah. And I'm, like, bro, to me, it's zero wealth. Like, I... I never look at a supercar in Dubai and I'm like, oh, that's that's real wealth. Like for me, wealth is when I'm walking in London in Knightsbridge and I look at an apartment, it's a studio apartment, it's 2.5 million pounds. I'm like, that's real money. You yeah. know, like that is, to me, that's inspiring. Like that's real wealth. Yeah. And um, that's yeah. That's because
0: you've made money, but the 17 year old you would have been no, like getting no a chance. photo in front no. of the Ferrari.
1: <laughs> no, no, i because even from a young age, I, I never ever did that. Because really? I was, in my mind, it was like, if I take a photo of the car, that means that there's separation between me and the car. yeah. Like, man, it sounds terrible, you know, because everyone wants me to be like, oh, I could never imagine I would be in this situation. I knew for a hundred percent fact, it was never even a doubt in my mind. I knew I would be in this position a hundred percent at the age of 12. I knew like there was no ifs, ands or buts about, I'm just like five, 10 years ahead of my timeline. Yeah. So, so
0: Dubai then, like what don't you like about Dubai? Okay. It does make, it does make people worse. I think It's it's how I call it. How? Mm-hmm. it's like hell on earth but yeah. in, it's like a glossy version yeah
1: so <laughs> look so here, here here's the thing it's okay so dubai is better for some things. it's worse for some things. like for example if you're a guy dating in dubai i mean look dating in dubai is pretty easy uh, and people think like oh you know if you have money in dubai of course well no the thing you need to understand is every guy has money in dubai the thing that separates you in dubai as a guy is don't be creepy and you'll be so shocked bro there's guys with hundreds of millions they're the guys in Dubai are some of the creepiest guys I've ever seen in my entire life. The dudes are so creepy. They have no social awareness. Why? So because you have these archetypes. You have the, the money guy. Yeah. And only thing he leans on is how rich he is. Right. Then you've got the like juice head guys. And the only thing they lean on is, you know, how, you know, abs and how big they are. So, But the thing is, these people will like press into that archetype. Yeah. And they just, that's what they lean into, right? But okay, yeah. then you've got like the party guy and they that's all they do. But these people, these are all like crutches, right? So like in Dubai, the best thing you can do is just never talk about anything to do with money. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like, "Wow, well, I don't understand or Like you just, it's actually just, Dubai is one of the easiest places to, to pull girls because if you're not weird and you're not creepy, like it's, it's a Cause I remember when I first moved to Dubai, I'm like, man, the co- you know, competition here is, is rife, yeah. you know, cause there's so many like high level dudes. And then you know I, it was it was one of my buddies. He was telling me he's like, no bro, it's it's so easy. Just don't be a creep. And it's it's actually ridiculously easy. Um, so but do you show them your Instagram? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, at some at some point they see my Instagram. Go watch. Got some, loads of followers. <laughs> get loads of money. Yeah, but also yeah, but well, also here's the thing, like
0: <laughs> you know, but for, as long as you don't do it creepily, yeah, like th- like you have your Instagram on your T shirt. No, follow me, no. bitches. <laughs>
1: No, but that's also the other thing. Like, look, if you look at my Instagram, like, it's just, I mean, my Instagram to me is just a piss take, you know, like my Instagram is literally me and my friends go on holidays or we're just, we're just living day to day life. And we always just take photos. Like I take photos of my friends when they're not looking because the worst thing on earth is a photo when you're just like posing or something like it's just, it, yeah, it's not ideal. So, (sighs) and, and and that's the thing. All the guys in Dubai will do the, like them and their three buddies standing in front of the Lambo or like, it's just, yeah, it's a.
0: You know what you need to do? You need to like unfollow everyone and then just follow like a bunch of people in like Argentina, like normal people Mm -hmm. and see how they are and then Mm -hmm. start like rocking it like them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what they're doing, but like, I don't know, maybe start (laughs) like a new trend, like copy like Brazilian people or something Uh and then see how they do pictures.
1: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I mean, I've got my specific style, which a lot of people have told me that they've modeled their stuff off of. Because the thing is, like as well, as I said in Dubai, it's like you get these guys and they'll just, they'll try to show as much wealth as humanly possible. But also there's no women. They look like they have no women in their life at all. Like I just happen to have like a lot of like just female friends even. And we go on trips and it's like girls obviously want to know, okay, if I'm going to hang out with this person, he's not going to be creepy because it's not, he's used to hanging around beautiful women. It's not like, you know, he's not going to like freak out and stuff like that. So um, there's aspects of Dubai that's worse. For example, you know, when it comes to women, it's, it's very easy to pull women, but like you're not going to find a good relationship in Dubai. That's for sure. Um, I've got a friend who lives there. Uh-huh. He's the one that got me into crypto. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I left it. all the crypto guys are in Dubai.
0: Yeah, like, I might introduce him. He's yeah. like he's like, super under the radar, super Good. mellow. He's got a house on the Palm actually renovating. Yeah. yeah, but um, he's like everyone over there is like on the job. Mm. He's like you go, out, you chat to a girl, you know, like, oh here he's chatting, and then she like wants money, and yep. like, well, oh, you're like, what? Are you a hooker? For
1: God's sakes. Yeah, know? but it's it. If you, I don't know. You, you get pretty. It's it's so easy to spot it. Is there, how like, do you spot a hooker in Dubai? Okay, so the easiest way to spot a hooker is like, look, let's say, for example, you're at Zuma, right? You're at uh, you're at Zuma, you're at uh, LPM, you're at like uh, whatever, Chipre, you know, you're at these places, right? Yeah. First of all, you, you look at what they're wearing, right? And you also look at their ethnicity. If they're Middle Eastern, mostly if they're Middle Eastern and they have a Hermes, you know, if they've got a Birkin or a Kelly and a nice watch, it, you can kind of muster the fact that, you know, they come from a wealthy family. Whereas if they don't, look like they're Middle Eastern and they come from wealthy Middle Eastern family. The main thing you want to look at is, are they looking around when I, when I go to dinner, you know, maybe I might glance here and there, but I'm just hanging out with my friends, you know, or if I'm at dinner with uh, my guy friends or, you know, on a date or whatever, this, that, like I'm not looking around constantly eyes darting around. Whereas if you see a group of two, four girls at a table, it's very easy to tell who the escorts are because they're always looking around because obviously they're, they're, they're on work. Right? They're trying to find a target. So um, it's just pretty easy to spot. That's how. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It, like a, a girl who genuinely is just hanging out with her friends yeah. is not going to be looking around and trying to look at other guys or trying to like attract any attention in any sort of way. And um, also the thing is look, Dubai is a very weird place because you've got to think about how expensive it is to live there. It's a very, very expensive place to live. So realistically, what 25 year old can afford to move to Dubai Really, I mean, look, come on. You know, what 25-year-old can afford to move to Dubai? There's no such thing as, like, for example, here in London, you've got, you know, family money. You've got a lot of family wealth where, like, you know, the daughter was raised there, right? Yeah. And she has family money and, and this and that, whereas, like, there's not too many families that are raised in Dubai. Like, no one no one had a daughter, and then they lived there for the past 20 years. No. You know, so um, it's, uh, look, majority, majority of women in Dubai are there, because they're escorts or because uh, a lot of times not escorts. They're just looking for, you know, something. So the, also the, the easiest way is just ask them what they do for work. And, you know, if they're uh, a model and they don't have at least three agencies tagged in their description, they're not a model. They're there to get shot on.
0: Really? Yeah. When you say shot on?
1: Yeah, quite literally. I've heard stories. Yeah. <laughs> what have you heard? <laughs> Dude, I've heard just crazy stuff. Like some of these Middle Eastern guys, man, they're, they're weird.
0: Yeah, no, I've had some weird stuff.
1: Yeah. So Dubai is very bad for example for girls. Yeah. Uh, I mean very easy to pull girls but very bad for like if you want something serious. Yeah. And very soulless place in that aspect. For guys it's great. There's far more high level guys in Dubai I found than there are in for example London. You know maybe it might be different in Yeah, there's just a lot actually a lot of high level guys in Dubai. Now bear in mind you do have to sift through the ones that are dicks because once again they're just like the money they think they're something because of money yeah. when you're not you're just money is your seat at the table like it's like cool you have money everyone has money like you're, you're nothing special yeah right it's the same way like if a girl is like you know girls think they're something special because they're beautiful sweetie you live in dubai everyone's beautiful get in line <laughs> it means nothing so yeah you know you do have to sift through uh sift through some of those but in general the guys in dubai are um, i found some very very lovely people some people who are obviously working very very hard uh yeah. doing some interesting stuff um usually just as long as you stay away from the crypto guys they're they're not. Really? Yeah. I've met all the all the crypto people who are um, some of the biggest uh, crypto YouTubers and stuff like that. They all live in Dubai. And um, yeah. man, they're just like, they're just so rude. Like, I just, I will never, ever, 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 really? ever respect someone who, like, is disrespectful to a waiter. Yeah. Is just, dis- like, just walks around like they fucking own the place. Um, and just snobby. Yeah. You know, like no matter how much money you make, you should still, you know, you should still try to be humble. Yeah, Um, yeah, so.
0: Yeah, what they say about money, it highlights something.
1: Yeah, it just just accentuates who you are. Yeah. You know, Um, and then the other thing is like, it accentuates who you are, or it, well, I guess that is an accentuation. Most of the time with a lot of these guys, they're boys living in men's bodies. So it accentuates their crippling, crippling um, lack of a sense of self-worth. Like they're so... Although they want to put up such a front, it's so obvious that they're so, um, uh, their self-esteem is so low, right? So they have to do all this stuff, all the fancy cars and the, by the way, there's nothing wrong with having fancy, I mean, you quite clearly love your cars, hmm. but that's the thing. You love your cars, but you don't have any watches or you're not really too big. I mean, dude, you could buy the most expensive watches out there. You could, yeah. if you want, but you don't in the same way, like I, you know, I have a lot, a lot of watches. I like watches, but I own zero cars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just love
0: ca- I've loved yeah. cars and motorbikes since I was a kid, so like one of the big things that drove me. I was talking to my um, brother-in-law actually yesterday, and I was like, one of the things that drove me is that I always wanted a nice car, and I was like, everything I did, I was like, well, I'm never going to be able to get a nice car if I do this, and that's kind of like a little thing in the back of my head. So being able to get have cars now, share them, and you know, to, to my girlfriend's cousin, he's nine, took him out in the car yesterday. Like his face, he'll remember that for life. Mm so that's why you know that's why i love cars so much it's like yeah but I'm, i've never been into watches so i get yeah. you can make money out of watches yeah. but also you get robbed in london yeah. if you walk around like i don't see the value in like like even if it makes a bit of money you can make money other ways mm. you know but i mean i get it if you live in dubai you probably gotta wear a watch right you know what your service just might is. not be as good <laughs> 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 you might not get a, it like it might be like that right uh
1: yes and no yeah but it's it's just you can wear a watch there yeah you know like here in london it's you know unless i've got you know my security with me yeah it's i'm not i'm not going to places you know with a nice watch like i might walk if i'm walking down the street up you know uh which is one of the nice things I, i miss about london which you can't really do too much in dubai so i do a lot of walking when i'm in london yeah um just don't wear a watch yeah just don't wear a watch or i'll wear like a You know, 1972 vintage Speedmaster or something, right? You know, like it's, they're not really going to target that, and if they do, whatever, it's five thousand something. Like Like I can, I can live with that. The consequences of that. Still, it's like you might get stabbed for it. That's the problem. Usually, they ask for it first, and also the other thing is like people here are very, very stupid. You need to avoid certain hotspots. You know, you have to avoid. Like, what do you expect when you go to Sexy Fish or you go to Nova Cove? You know, like these these spots, they literally have even some of the um, bodyguards uh, bodyguards work with the gangs. Like, no. they're, they're watch spotters. So they have people internally at these venues who are watch spotters, and they're like, okay, a guy's coming out with, you know, uh, 1103, you know, and they'll either, for example, follow the car home, wait the next day until the person comes out. They'll come into the house with this, you know, I've had people I know this happen to, come in with a knife and not only take that watch, take the rest of their w- other watches and what they're going to do. You know, they've got fucking three guys, bandanas. Um, or then there's more, like, evolved schemes, like, and once again... But people are just idiots, right? They'll be like outside a club and, you know, some guy will come up uh, and they're like, oh, do you want a cigarette? Like they'll be just normal looking person. They'll be smoking a cigarette. Oh, mate, do you want a cigarette? You know, and they take a cigarette and the cigarettes laced with something. And then three, four minutes later, they feel bad. They, you know, and they're nah. stumbling and they fall. And then conveniently a taxi comes up and the person that gave them the cigarette is like, oh, mate, like Dorian, I'll put you in a taxi home. Oh, what's your address? Blah, blah. And then they get in the taxi, but the taxi's in on it. you kidding me. And then they take their watch. You're yeah so th- this stuff happens you know this stuff happens in london
0: it's proper organized crime
1: yeah yeah like london is uh when it comes to watch crime there's more organized watch crime here than anywhere else on earth that's mad, so, isn't it so you know like I, I was even like at um you know uh, richard mill the other day and i was you know uh, talking to my point of reference there and like i was like when like when do your clients ever actually wear the watches like because i never wear any of my arms in london i said unless i'm you know, here with my security guy or whatever like, yeah, yeah. different story but like I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing it here, so but I live in Dubai, so that's fine. I can I yeah can wear yeah, it. Yeah. Over there, and, and she goes, yeah, my, our clients pretty much just wear it when they go to Dubai. I'm like, what? Even if they live in London, they're like, yeah, you know, they'll be there four or five days a year. They'll just wear it there. That's mad, isn't it? Cool, you're buying a three hundred thousand pound watch or two hundred thousand pound watch, and you know you only get to wear it in Dubai or Singapore. What a weird world, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I've never really like. I'm not. I'm not very flashy. I don't think. I used to live in Hawaii and like surf and that's all I cared about surfboards and they were 200 quid. Yeah. I never really cared. It's only when I like um, managed to save I like bought cars and stuff Mm. but that's because I was obsessed. Yeah. But I like like building stuff you know like properties and stuff like that. That's what I'm into. Airbnb is like my favourite thing in the world. It's like it it, it's great. You know it's just I. I, so uh, that was my next question actually not Airbnb but you want to invest in property.
1: Yeah a lot what kind of property what kind of what type of things you want to do uh, nothing in the uk for now um yeah. why not they treat landlords like sh- shit here you know like it's don't it, be a
0: landlord be airbnb
1: yeah okay airbnb no but first of all then that adds complexity in terms of like that's another you know open up a company in the uk that's another tie like hmrc will look for you know any reason to um just be like okay now you're a, a uk taxpayer you know like yeah. It's headaches I don't need. And then plus, like, Dubai, I see far more potential in Dubai when it comes to property. Like, there is going to continue to be this migration to Dubai. because, do you think? Yeah, because, like, what do you what do you think happens when you piss off the rich people? Like, just look at America. I mean, LA, I've been saying since 2018, 2019, LA is the biggest shithole on earth. Yes, New, New York's the biggest shithole on earth. They both are, right? America is the biggest shithole. the big. Yeah, uh, yeah. America's quite literally the biggest shithole on earth, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I'll say I say this to Americans all the time. You know, I even say it to their face. I, I'm same, my I, friends, <laughs> Americans. <laughs> you know, I rinse them for it, and um, so, but it just got even worse. You know, after you know C19 and mm-hmm. you know uh, the whole fucking tyrannical everything. Hey, you can't leave your house, shut down your business. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all this stuff for something that has the same death rate as the flu. Uh, and as I said, the whole thing was just the all bollocks It was the biggest fucking scam I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It, it just made me. It made me so sad to see the whole you thing. You lost faith in
0: Western Humanity, world. Humanity, 100 yeah.
1: pro- No, I didn't have much. In the Western world, I didn't have much left because uh, mm-hmm. I knew what, even before that, I knew what they were doing. But also bear in mind, I'm like, I have a Russian mother. She's the youngest of seven, Soviet Union. Like, she understands propaganda. Like, for example, when this stuff first started happen, uh, happening, I was in Cape Town and, um, you know, I called her and, you know, we were just chatting about it. I'm like, oh, what's your opinion? And she's like, I don't understand. Like, uh, it's just the flu, um, you know, so bear in mind, oh, I come- she actually talk like that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, my mom, my mom's a fucking G. Um, so yeah, you know, um, b- even before that, New York, LA were, were proper shitholes, but, um, now you just need to look at what happens, you know, where, with the mass exodus, everyone's leaving. Well, of course, why, of course, why would you not leave when you treat, you know, when you, when you treat the wealthy people like yeah. shit? What do you you think is going to happen? And, um, you know, when you treat the, when you try to uh, just constrict, tax, do all this extra stuff when it comes to wealthy people, at some point they're going to have enough, they're going to leave and your state or in future your country is going to collapse and crumble because people are very, 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 very unintelligent and they constantly want to demonize the rich people, wealthy people, because they mistake the rich and wealthy people for the bankers. Yeah, I hate bankers, scum of the earth. I don't yeah. like bankers. I don't like corporations. But that's not your everyday business person. Yeah, that's not your business person who has who's made your business. The person who's worth six hundred million, they're not a corporation. Yeah, they just they got there by providing value. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you can't. People think you can cheat your way because they watch movies, and that's the other thing. Movies, th- movies are all propaganda, right? Which is also one of the reasons I don't really like them too much. Uh, yeah. Movies are are quite vastly propaganda and one of the things they want you to believe is that you know wealthy people are all greedy and that it's it's the complete opposite once again bankers corporations 100 in agreement with i hate them yeah. um but your everyday wealthy person uh you know even you know people who have a few billion they got there for the most part you know through uh legitimate means and by having a service product something that they provided to other people yeah. um, and did it better than anyone else in a free market yeah so unless they're russian Unless they're Russian. Yeah, yeah, that's true for sure. Yeah. Unless, you know, unless you're... Older that is car. true. That's not a diss.
0: That's like... That's no, no, 100%. Yeah. 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 yeah, 100%. Government contracts
1: and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. Funny business. You know,
0: But yeah. I mean, it's all funny. I mean, like we're not part of it. You mm-hmm. know, so it's all bit. It's all quite entertaining. It's all yeah. entertainment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it, it is definitely funny. Because um, obviously I'm... Both my parents are Russian. Yeah. Right? And I have a, a very Russian last name. You know? <laughs> so uh, I have a... My name... My first name is Middle Eastern. Um but my last name is about as Russian as it gets, you know? Um, so it, yeah, it is, it is definitely, it was very funny to see the whole, uh, Russia, Ukraine thing. It was, um, and people's reaction to it. Um, Crazy. Uh, Cause I like, I'm. Uh, we'll talk about
0: property, but I will come back to that. Cause I've got a question about that. Um, so before we go off towards Russia, Ukraine, property, property. Yeah. What kind of property? Cause my friend, the crypto guy, um, he's one of my best mates, like a like younger brother to me. Uh, He's invested a lot of money in crypto mm-hmm. uh, in um, in a property in Dubai, mm-hmm. like huge amounts.
1: And is he happy with that move?
0: Well, it's, he's had to set up a company and like loads of staff to manage it all, you know. It, but how many,
1: uh, how much property does he have? Like a lot, like dozens of apartments and stuff like that. and
0: Yeah, more, yeah, okay. yeah more like so much. Yeah. Like he just, you know, that's why he's in Dubai, you know, mm-hmm. obviously you get to a point in crypto where you, you, He's been in it
1: forever, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe like, what would he say du- if if he had the option between staying in Dubai or coming back? Is he is uh, he, he wants, wants to move to? back here, but there's yeah, n- but why doesn't he? Because of money, tax. Yeah, but I mean, look, it's not like he's ever going to have to. If, no, if you get to a do, certain,
0: he's got to do five years. Oh, okay, that's why. And then he's got to do five years, and then you can come back. Okay oh, because after five years, he's coming back. Okay, everything you realize in the five years yeah, you yeah. don't pay tax on. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's why you know there's a point where I might have to move for five years somewhere,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. right? If I want to realize all, you know, I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I want to sell this much. Is it worth me paying this much tax? And, you know, like people are saying now it's true. I don't get, if I, even if I pay a hundred grand tax or a million quid tax, I don't get the services, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't get anything back. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting absolutely zero. You don't even get receipt right when you pay like VAT or whatever it is you pay any of these taxes they don't even send you an email saying thanks Mm -hmm. they just your money goes there Mm -hmm. and and i remember the first time i paid a chunk of tax i was like i must get like a parade right i must be getting a parade Mm -hmm. on my street didn't even get a thanks a phone call nothing (laughs) you know i just got another bill like three months later i was like how is this a thing Yeah, yeah you know so there's a point where everyone has to move for five years, you know, I'm looking. I've looked at Monaco. I'm I'm very active about looking at all this kind of stuff. Go to Monaco. Well, I I, I think
1: Monaco is a better option.
0: I've been organizing events for ten years in Monaco, mm-hmm. and I go to their tourist. The uh, thing is, no party. one lives,
1: no one lives in Monaco. You know, like even like my yeah. You know, even uh, my business partner, my software company. Yeah. Like his family is Swiss. They're in wealth management. You know, yeah. he's going tomorrow actually to Monaco. Uh, yeah. To their family's apartment. You don't, you don't live in Monaco. You, your residence is in Monaco, and then yeah. obviously you just drive over the borders, and but, you live wherever you want. But yeah, you do,
0: but you can only spend so much time here. That's the problem. That yeah, is I'll, the other problem.
1: But, but here's the thing, right? Like, because this is the way that I view it. I So obviously, I, I always, you know, bash Dubai and, and stuff like that. But then at the end of the day, where would I actually still rather live? London is good for, or the UK is good for 30, or sorry, 90 to 120 days a year, three to four months a year. Mm. Where do I? Where would I rather be on February seventeenth in London or in Dubai? Costa Rica. I have a house in Cape Town. This is why you That's know, nice, like Cape yeah. Town to me is like I think maybe Cape Town is Costa Rica uh, to you is what Cape Town is to me. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. like the yeah. the dream spa where it's just like you can be mellow Yeah, and it's you know so you know I've got I've got that place that kind of fits uh, into that category. But yeah, I mean for me, London's good ninety days a year. I'm you know these days I'm, I'm here the first few years trying to do less than 45 days just you know really play it safe yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then after that after like uh you know uh, three years you can be here on 180 days a year obviously yeah, it yeah. depends on the amount of ties you have and this and that but yeah, like, yeah kids and all. i don't need any more days in in, in london than let's say yeah, 90 true. days i'm okay that's that's enough london for me yeah that's true. because even can, when i lived you, here you, i was only here
0: you can live in spain as well tax-free yeah okay as long as you don't have property
1: really mm. it's yeah. called the beckham law yeah yeah Interesting. I was looking at Italy was another option because they've got uh, like a flat 100K a year tax scheme for um, yeah. um, uh, for non-Italian uh, citizens uh, yeah. for the first 10 years. So okay. when I, you know, there, there was a bunch of different options. I mean, yeah. uh, we were looking at a bunch of different options, uh, me and my tax advisors, and uh, Monaco just, no oh, fuck that. Um, <laughs> and then when it comes it's to- It's like a mini Dubai though, isn't
0: it, Monica? Yeah. But no, look,
1: at, I'll, I'll talk to you
0: about Spain another time, okay. but Spain, you can go there and you don't get taxed on anything. Like, it's called the Beckham Law. Interesting. And they used it to um, uh, bring over talent, like mm. footballers and stuff like mm. that. Beckham was one of the first people to mm. to use it, and they still use it. Um, a guy I know is, like, very wealthy in crypto, lives lives over there. So um, what, that zero uh, yeah. dividend tax? Yeah, you know, pay any tax on anything you earn out of the country. Out of the country, okay. Mm. okay. But you have to have a job there. It's like, um, I can put you in touch on. Okay. But you can live in Ibiza, basically, okay. tax-free, mm-hmm. yeah, Um but if you have there's a wealth tax it's it's not like it's a conversation mm-hmm. but there's a wealth tax so if you have tons of property say you have mm-hmm. 10 million quid of profit they'll tax you on that every year but you're in a good situation where you don't own anything like that yet mm-hmm. so before you go and buy loads and loads of property
1: but that's the thing i look at all that and i'm like ah so you can all these places come with so many different uh you know t's and t's and c's and so, Dubai's just it's so easy so what's the deal in dubai you just turn up you turn up, uh, I mean, depends how good your, you know, your connections and your tax advisor and yeah. the company you're working with there. Within 21 days, you'll have, everything moves very, very smoothly. Like within, yeah. by the time I landed, within 16 days, I had my company set up, my visa. They did, they have to do blood checks. So my company set up, um, bank account set up, visa, uh, Emirates ID, everything. It took okay. 16 days. That's it. And
0: say you want to sell a load of crypto. Uh-huh.
1: How does that work? You, can you sell it and it goes straight in your bank? Or yeah. you just transfer it to your bank? No problem. Cor- correct. Yeah. And also the thing is there's no um, exit tax when you, you leave the UK. So you can just take all your crypto and then just realize the gains when you move to Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's great. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it stays like that for a
0: while. Yeah. Um, How long you lived there now? One year. One
1: year. And that's the other thing I've noticed. I've, every person I've talked to has been like, yeah, after the first like one or two years, I hate it. But, you know, after five or six years now, you know, uh, I love it. Yeah. But I guess maybe that's what happens when you sell your soul to the devil. You know, maybe. You find a way to justify it after <laughs> enough time. <laughs> um, so what kind of property do you want to buy? Is it all going to be in Dubai? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the first 10 million will be in Dubai. Yeah. Then from there, I'll start looking at other places. Uh, but Dubai and property, uh, property in Dubai is just very easy. And as I said, I'm looking at things. I'm like, okay, London, like let's say for example, like Paris or Amsterdam. These places aren't, there's nothing exciting about it. Like there's no reason why property prices would really shoot up. Whereas if you look at Miami, of course, you you know, anyone could have predicted, uh, you know, where property prices were going with uh, with Miami. And I see the same thing happening in Dubai. I think it's going to continue to happen where, you know, Dubai, people are basically just going to be like, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm sick and tired of paying tax. I'm sick and tired of the government telling me what I can and can't do, uh, which I guess, I don't know. Dubai, the main reason I actually moved to Dubai wasn't because of tax. It was actually because of all the C-19 restrictions. It was January 2021. I was in Cape Town. And I saw everything that was going on in the UK. And I was like, I'm I'm done. Like, I fuck this place. Like, I w- felt just so... You know, I have a British passport. I, I lived here for 17 years. Like, I just felt so disgusted to even have a British passport. I was like, fuck this country. And I love I love Britain more than any other of, like, th- the major countries. I was, it's your home. Yeah, like, I, I just... I don't I don't even consider myself British it, like I still feel like I'm an outlooker. you know I'm an outsider looking in why? like I would never call myself British why because
0: your mom's got an accent
1: no because <laughs> both my parents are Russian yeah look I am all for um, I'm all for culture and that's one of the things I love most about London I'm all for culture but like I don't believe I believe there's something to be said about certain countries where you're you can only call yourself that if your blood is from there like, Really? I think there's some. I think there's something very powerful in that. And I, I don't have British blood, so why am I coming to your country and trying to call myself? I'm not British, and I don't believe mm-hmm. I should ever be able to call myself British. And I believe I should come in here with gratitude, so much gratitude that you guys let me be here. But then there's some people who come here and are, are like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's a whole different conversation. It's it. For me, as I said, it's uh, I would never ever feel comfortable calling myself British because I don't have British blood. Maybe if I was born here, you know. Maybe if both my parents were Russian, but I was born here from day one, and all this. But yeah, I moved here when I was four. So yeah, I don't call myself British. I don't call myself Russian. I'm confused. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're an Emirati. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that next. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's property. Um, one of the questions I had is uh, one of, and one of the reasons you moved to Dubai is because you said in one of your videos that you said a bunch of things mm-hmm. and that lost you a bunch of clients mm-hmm. what did you
1: say what well, the COVID's a scam is that all you said because no. everyone knows that yeah but bear in mind at the time dude I started posting I started posting to our podcasts, bring experts on in the summer of 2020 right like bear in mind it's three four months into I mean I started talking about it with my story maybe like three months after the whole thing started. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this thing's a fucking scam. It's a farce. Yeah. And back then, you need to remember that people were like, Yeah, it's a height. NHS, blah blah blah, all this stuff, like, you know, all of this just oh man. <laughs> just, just just yeah, just trying to gaslight you to no ends and all the and not looking at the data. And and I mean look, now the data is concrete, but back yeah. then you really had to search for it. Yeah. Um so yeah, you know, I basically just shouted at people for a year, for a solid year, year and a half. I was just, and at some point I was like, okay, look at this point, like now bro, get, get quadruple jab that I don't give a fuck anymore. You know, <laughs> like, like at the end of the day, if you're a man and you like, cause I, I have, I have guys who are like, oh yeah, but like I did it to travel and I'm like, bro, I've been jabbed 12 times, you know, I, I've been boosted 12 times. You're, you're that fucking stupid you couldn't find a way to protect you and your family that you're like, oh, so I guess my only option is like, I just have to get a triple, triple, I have zero, zero respect for you. Zero respect for you. You know, and I think, um, as I said, I grew up Eastern European for me, like protection is important. Like, you know, my mom taught me like a man should protect her family. If you can't do the research and you can't decipher, hey, because here's the thing, there's nothing wrong with like, If something comes about and you do your research and you're like, no, actually the government's right, then go for it. Do it. You know, like some people are like, oh, you must be anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-stupidity. Yeah. Right? So do your own fucking research. And as I said, for me, I can never... I don't know. For me, I can never ever respect a man especially because for me, it's like, that's where the shape... You know, for me, that's where all the blame lays. Um, That does not go out of his way to do the research and protect his family. There is no... Women in my life, there's no, you know, my mom, any girlfriends, w- any woman I care about, there's no one who travel restrictions ever stop them. Mm. Any sort of rules, I will find a way around it. Yeah. All right. And uh, I think that is, yeah, for me, for me, that stuff is, um, is important for me. It's like, I, I can't trust a man who was like, oh, the government told me to do it. Okay, cool. You know, that was however many thousands of years ago. Okay, cool. Genghis Khan said that uh before you you know you get to marry your wife, he gets to fuck her. You gonna let him fuck her? What you know, <laughs> what if, what if what if uh you know Boris Johnson is like, oh yeah, you know, for safety and protection, um uh I'm allowed to fornicate with your wife before you marry her. Oh well the government told me to It's crazy. Yeah, I, I have no respect for people like that.
0: People that message cause I I didn't get vaccinated, obviously. Mm-hmm. and people message me on Instagram saying, How are you traveling? I'm mm-hmm. like
1: that was the funniest thing. I'm
0: like, how are you surviving with yeah. that kind of question? Yeah. Like, do you not just go, like, do some research? Well, like, yeah. Fr- first of all, I traveled like, everywhere.
1: It, it got to a certain point where it was, like, kind of infringing on my, like, it, was, it just got to a point that I was annoying. And I said, that's when I got the connections at all, a uh, few major countries that I, I have whatever documents I need whenever I want. Uh, but prior to that point, for like the first, like, seven, eight months when I was traveling, people were like, how are you traveling? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe just go look at their rules. Yeah, and it's like there was so all the good, all the good places didn't need anything. Yeah, you know, like, oh, how did you travel to um uh, this place? I don't know. You just fucking my assistant photoshopped a PCR test like she probably did hundreds of times for yeah. different people.
0: Yeah, just figure it out. <laughs> I did. <laughs>
1: That's a funny story,
0: isn't it? Costa Rica. <laughs> we actually went to Costa Rica, and I was photoshopping PCRs all the time, mm. like whatever. Um, and uh, Dane was like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm getting a test, blah, blah, blah. We went and got a test and he didn't get it back in time. And I had one, I had a Photoshop PCR prepared for him, And he was like, fuck, I'm going to have to just do it. So he went up there panicking. I'm watching him across the airport. You can see him. He's like in the queue. He's like, like this. <laughs> And he gives it in And like He gets through Obviously Because yeah. they don't they care. care And then we got to like Change over in Germany And he had his proper one And he showed that one And I was still use. I had, I had a proper one too But I just wanted to see If they The fake one would get through anyway And um Yeah they just did But that was so funny i I never forget You checking in And I'm having a coffee Looking down And you're stood down in the queue Like I'm, You're like I'm gonna go to jail I'm gonna go to jail He was not having any of it
1: Yeah man <laughs> some people are just, some people just got so it showed me how scared of the government some people are yeah and like I mean dude I mean especially here in the UK like you you, you can't take police seriously here like the amount of times I would have parties at my house during COVID and, oh. and someone will, you know the police would come to my house like the amount of times I'd have the police come to my house and it would be like some five foot four obese lady with a baton you know and she'd be like oh uh, can we look inside I'm like fuck off I've, the amount of times I told police, just t- no, I refuse. Like, yeah. just know the laws. Understand? No, you can't come into my property. Yeah. You can come back with a warrant, but yeah. you cannot enter my property. Yeah. Uh, oh, how many people do you have inside? Uh, you, you could probably see through the windows and stuff. I had fifty. <laughs> um, uh, there's uh six people inside, and we're social distancing, madam. <laughs> uh, uh, can I look inside? No, you can't. Uh, uh, but I should be able to. No, no, you shouldn't. So unless you can come back with a warrant. Fuck off! Yeah, I, the amount of times i told police officers to fuck off is insane. especially in the UK, man, like were, were they, most we most police in the UK are pretty cool. They don't really care no, about pol- anything. No, like, no, no, they're no, pretty good. But no, police in the I love police. They in don't want to come my party, point is they? y- they're not very intimidating. Yeah, they right? don't care. Like I would not tell a uh, you know. A Russian police officer to fuck <laughs> off that for sure. I definitely would not do that. Or Chinese, or like, Chinese or, or, yeah, or any <laughs> or, literally any other country, right? But UK, I mean, come on. Because um.
0: also the the people in the police here are pretty cool. They just don't really care. They're turning yeah. up and they're like, I have to say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah most yeah, of the yeah. time they're like, I have to tell you, you're not allowed to have a party. Yeah, secretly they're like, can I come <laughs> in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, but the police here are, are really cool. Uh-huh. There's not enough of them. That's the pretty problem. With them. Mm. But yeah, no, hey man, like, it was, yeah, it was, it was, looking back, it was the most bizarre experience it was insane. of a hundred years. Like, you know, in the next hundred years, well, who knows, yeah. like, you see what's going on with like China. Have you seen what's going on with China? Green and red pass?
1: Yeah. But that's what, like the, 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 the world, unless you say no yeah, and you refuse, the, the world is going to go in that direction. And like, yeah. I need, like people really need to get us through their head. But then again, this is the issue, you know, this is what schools are. This is what the news is. It's all government propaganda machines. People mm. need to understand that the government is the biggest criminal organization on earth yeah that's what they are so when you when you're dealing with the government and you're looking at politicians if you don't if you don't look at them as real humans because they're not you look at them as criminals which is exactly what they are then your are in whole worldview changes yeah and you're gonna have a much better life because of it i can guarantee you that
0: it is true are a bunch of yeah i mean yeah the, the people in government work for the criminals yes basically know. and they just you know that's like, it's like Boris is gone now so there's no like we blame him for like COVID mm-hmm. everyone blames him for COVID mm-hmm. but what's the what's gonna
1: come back from it nothing they'll just put someone else in and do another lot of shit yeah but this is why I find it absolutely hilarious when people are like you know um, uh, Trump versus Biden or this person versus I'm like it doesn't matter yeah. they're not the people who make the decisions anyways Yeah, it's the people who control the money Yeah, and the people who control the money are the central banks Yeah, and guess who owns the central banks because it's not the government,
0: exactly. So. That that—that that is the problem. The reason people don't like Trump is because central banks don't like Trump. Yeah, <laughs> that's why people don't like Trump.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he's actually a legit dude. Like, look, like, don't get me wrong. If it comes to Biden versus Trump, I'm taking Trump any day. Yeah, yeah. You, we're we're Wait, gonna go for Sleepy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is, even even with that, even with that, like it still doesn't make a massive difference. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't. It it. It makes a little bit, but not much. Yeah. Like, for me, for me, the last good president, uh, you know, one of my heroes uh, in America was JFK. And but look what happened to him. And look what happened to him. His own government shot him. while well, it wasn't really technically the government. Yeah,
0: Trump would have been shot if it wasn't there wasn't oh. social
1: media everywhere, no? Yeah, 100%. And he didn't have, like,
0: his own security and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. He'd been, he, someone someone got assassinated recently. Was it in Africa?
1: President all, uh, all, any of the uh, African presidents that um, ba- basically proved the PCR tests were a farce. Because, yeah. Uh, they would use. They basically they'd use. Like there was. I forget which.
0: They didn't go along with the who. Yeah, like one I, I, got I f- killed. I forget.
1: They? I forget which one it was um, or what it was. But they basically tested, used the PCR test uh, uh, on a uh, what was it? It was like a papaya. They swabbed a papaya. An juice. In, and it, right? And like yeah. the papaya came back p- like positive, right? Yeah, yeah. And after that, he was like, oh, I'm not doing any of this, yeah. right? And then he conveniently uh, got assassinated a couple months later. And the other ones have heart attacks and all this other stuff. Crazy, isn't it? But that's once again, that's what happens when you look at the biggest criminal organization on earth, which is. You know, mainly the U.S., UK, blah blah, all these places. Um, they want to bring peace to countries that don't need their peace. Yeah. So, well, yeah, central banks run everything. So, which how, is which is once again that's the issue. I, I know what you're saying when you're like, oh, blah, blah blah, Dubai, this and that, but like the issue is you're directly funding wars. Yeah. I know you're you're not technically, but the way that I look at, it, I'm like, I would rather not pay. I'd rather not be extorted by a criminal organization. Hundred percent agree with you. Um, how do you see Bitcoin changing that? Um, Look, I mean, I'm really in two minds about Bitcoin. I see it potentially... I mean, look, of course, they're going to be rolling out the central bank digital currencies. So that's going to be coming very, very soon. And that was plan all along. Uh, because once again, the thing is then is you've got smart programmable money, but that is centralized. So the thing is, like, for example, even with the stimulus checks, if the year is 2028 and, you know, maybe there's like a, you know, maybe it's like some other like pandemic, you know, maybe like a monkeypox or like, you know, maybe some other like preposterous name that they think of then, right? and you know this happens around two happens because around two will happen there'll be another COVID, and hopefully people would have learned but i don't think they will because people are just idiots it will be called money pox yeah money pox right and the thing is then they'll send you your stimulus check but and they'll go uh based on your social credit score uh you get certain amounts based on what you said on social media based on this and that uh and also be programmable where they'll say okay you have to spend the next 30 days otherwise it's gone you can't save it Right, and now you're getting into very, very tricky territory where the government can tell you where how you can even spend the money that they're giving you. And that's that there's no other way to look at that than slavery. You know, you're working for something that they can create out of thin air because I said just look into the Federal Reserve, you know, 1912, uh, creature of Jekyll Island. Also, funny enough, that was the same time that they created the IRS. Most people don't know that, you know, but prior to that, it was considered unconstitutional, tax was considered unconstitutional in Mm. uh, the U.S. Um, so yeah, you know, um, there's going to be another round too. So I think part of me is like, Oh, Bitcoin's going to fight it. And then I'm like, yeah, but they would also never let that happen. So I'm really in two minds about it. And the other part of me is also like, I don't know. I almost feel as though like it's a, it's a way to create something out of nothing. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Like I still, I mean, I sold a lot of my crypto, uh, towards the, end, the tail end of last year, early this year, uh, and then rebought back in, I will be buying millions and millions in crypto over the next uh, 12 months. Yeah. But in 2028, I don't know. Like, I don't know when it competes against, you know, central bank digital currencies. I don't know if they're, they'd ever allow a reality like that. And then also the, you know, more conspiratorial side of my mind is, like, mm, maybe it was just the US government created. Imagine that you just suck up as much retail, stupid money as humanly possible and then one day, just pull the plug, and all goes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But Blackrock and Vanguard are in too much of it. Yeah, so but bl- I don't think. Yeah, but Blackrock is the government. Most people don't like Black. It, it's th- not the government. not the, go- it's the It's the same people as the as the central banks. Th- was was it thirteen trillion under management? Mm, or or is, how much is it? It's. I think it's more than that between them. But they
0: pretty much own everything. Yeah. So once yeah. again,
1: that that's just the banking cartels.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like yeah, I don't know. Well, Bitcoin's the last hype. That's the that's
1: the reality of it. Because you, if without Bitcoin what is there? We're fucked. Mm, I mean, what once again, so as I said, it depends on the world view. If the world view is like, okay, there was actually a man called Satoshi whatever, uh, not, you yeah. Know, and it was, it was it was basically born out of pure intentions, then I agree with that. Mm. But once again, also the part other part of my brain is like, hmm, but who knows?
0: Yeah, no, I have heard that theory uh-huh.
1: about the, uh, the government it, but
0: I don't mm. think I don't think, I don't think that that I don't think it's that. Yeah. The, the thing is, what I think, like the younger generation yeah. who don't watch the news, they mm-hmm. don't watch media as much. You know, you're like a product. You're like mm-hmm. a, a modern day version of that. I think, um, you know, switched on to every bit of like you know, legit. They find the right sources. You don't trust someone on the news because he's an actor and he just sounds convincing. Mm-hmm. You know, people, younger younger generation are well aware of it. I feel like, and I, I've been to like El Salvador and, you know, I've been to all these places, you know, that are adopting crypto. I haven't been to Central Africa or anything, but I feel like, like, like you'll you're move to Dubai at 22, no problem, right? Mm-hmm. Because it makes sense, you know, uh, financially, taxes, all that kind of stuff. From it. I feel like younger people now aren't as committed to their countries, right? Mm-hmm. Like where they, they grew up. And so when I was 24, I lived in Hawaii, right? And if I'd have had like five million quid and Hawaii was a tax haven, I'd have lived there. But mm. right? I don't care about England that much. you mm. know. So I feel like the younger generation that are starting to make more money and that wealth transfer like happens to the younger generation because older people, they just sit and watch the news and, and take five jabs, whatever. Mm. They don't really, they're not that interested. Mm. Younger generation know what crypto is, know what Bitcoin is. Mm. They see the benefits, they see how it will play out they see central bank digital currencies and they're like, well, I'm not having my money shut off, shut off three miles from my house. Cause I called someone a prick online. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be well aware of it. Like you, right. You're well aware of it. They follow people like me and whoever, you know, that make videos on it. So my, my thoughts are, and then you look at naive Bukele, the uh, pro, um, president of El Salvador, mm-hmm. who's like early forties. He's like the next generation of presidents, mm-hmm. you know, luckily he hasn't been assassinated yet. But that next generation, I think, will come through over the next 30 years and our world will go towards that much quicker. And I think that all the old people, you know, like the Bidens and of our day, like that, they just won't exist anymore. Like there's no way anyone's going to vote for a president who's not 80 anymore. Mm-hmm. There's just no way unless it's fixed, right? Mm. Um, so my hope for Bitcoin And the future of money Is that it heads that way As long as we all say no to CBDCs Mm -hmm. And like Communist kind of agendas Yeah As long as people aren't stupid enough um, I think we'll be fine And I think it will head that way And I think if um, We all end up on the Bitcoin Like train And like learn about it Understand Mm -hmm. it Documentaries out tomorrow Things like that come out You know where it's mainstream TV I think I think I think we'll get there The funny thing is about the mainstream TV thing tomorrow is that they, I one of the things in the documentary, Fingers crossed, is Ade, the host, he said, so John, what is Bitcoin? And I went, well, what is money? And he went, "Uh, well, you just use it. And I was like, this is the problem. I was like, you don't even know what money is. Mm. And that's what I talked about because that was what I told him I was going to talk about. I was like, I'm not going to go on like the, you know, the keyword things you want to do, I'm going to ask him what money is. And this is the start of your documentary. And that's the path he went down. And that's what I want to ask people. What is money? Do you understand money? If you don't understand money. And then when they do, you explain Bitcoin to them, they go, fuck. Like, it's the answer. Mm. And in the next 30 years, as long as their documentaries like this, YouTubers like you, people sharing information like we are, I think we'll get there. I do think we'll get there. And I think that, you know, Someone like yourself, who's got a big following, super switched on to anything, everything. These are the sort of people that potentially, if they wanted to, might end up in office, you know, or might end up in positions where they can change things like this. They're definitely getting to the younger generation already. Mm. In the document, in the documentary, they say that thirty percent of people in the UK bought some kind of Bitcoin or crypto. You know, all my family have it. Even my mum, she's seventy-five. You know, she's got Bitcoin. So people are, like, switching onto it, but it takes a long time. I reckon 30 years. But when I'm 70, and if everyone, you know, is using Bitcoin and they're not being controlled, like having coffee three miles to their house, all this kind of stuff, then I did my job. Mm. And then I'll be happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Full circle. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it takes people like yourself, you know, hopefully Dubai doesn't corrupt you and you turn into like an evil genius that only has sex with porn stars, you know? <laughs> as long as that doesn't happen, you know, which I don't think it will, then you won't need to leave the UK. Mm. You'll have a house like this, you know, chill out. We'll have coffee around the corner, all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's, where, that's what I talked about on the documentary. Like the philosophy of it and the long-term effects of it with the younger generation being super switched on. I think you're like a perfect example and product of the younger generation doing it through that way. You know, mm. don't want a job. They can do it themselves. You know, they're confident because of whatever they've watched, seeing people around them. Um, they go out and do it and see people like you do it. And I think that's, you know, it fulfills me with hype. Mm.
1: So keep doing it. I, I'll try my best, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm as. Uh positive about the future as you are
0: <laughs> that's because you watch a lot of stuff you know you're you're probably on your phone like 12 hours a day you know i i i understand it like you know it's easy to get like caught up in it it's,
1: it's just because everything from day one is set out for people to fail and it's never been the the downwards pressure has never been as intense as it is now yeah from the day you're born fucking 18 needles jabbed inside of you Yeah, from the day you're born right like yeah. uh 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 Oh, it's fine. You know, don't breastfeed. Just use a a baby formula. Uh, Everything from that. Go on the pill. Go on the... Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, don't even get me started on the pill, right? Like, you know, any one of my female friends, I try to get them, you know, my assistant, any girlfriend, I always try to get them off the pill. It's so horrendous. It's so bad. It's bad. Uh, So, look, everything... I mean, everything from, like, the fluoride in the water, like, it's just... It's all set out for... Yeah. I've never seen this amount of downwards pressure of, like, from day one... Yeah, and then don't get me started on you know TikTok and social media and yeah. and all this other stuff. It's uh, yeah,
0: the, the game's rigged. It's yeah. fixed. You don't realize until you make a lot of money,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you go, "What?" But now with communication and mm-hmm. social media, people that do it, even people that are twenty-two, mm-hmm. yeah, now they can talk about it because before people didn't understand it. But there's an awakening happening,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And you're a perfect example of a twenty-two-year-old that's had the awakening
1: okay so as a whole you know let's say a societal awakening do you see that happening in the next 10 20 years or we're we talking like in 50 years 30 that, i think 30 in
0: 30, 30 yeah it, i think about 30 mm. because because you'll be 52 mm-hmm. in 30 years and you already know all this stuff mm. right you, you you look at the government like criminals that's a good way of looking at them mm-hmm. you know um there are some people that are trying to be good in there, but it's a system that won't have it. It's a bit like Dubai. I was about to say, <laughs>
1: yeah, be, trying to be like a good person in, um, you in, know, uh, in uh, government is kind of like trying to be a, a girl with a good head of sho- a good yeah. uh, head on her shoulders in Dubai. Yeah, eventually if, it wears you down.
0: If this is the government box, yeah, yeah, the people that come in with good intentions come in here, yeah. but they can only get to here, mm-hmm. right? That's just how it. The system works, mm-hmm. but with you know influence and all this kind of stuff and if you like donald trump only became president because social media mm-hmm. right and that, and that is a great example of what can be done you know mm-hmm. obviously he had like a a following already but it, twitter took him off all this kind of stuff he's still you know still still out there and he yeah. you know he'll probably run and win you know in two years time mm-hmm. but yeah so i do have hope Like i do have hope um but yeah, we just gotta keep working, man. Mm. Like and don't don't get drowned out in the negative stuff, because that's like that's that I I say this to my missus, like sometimes I wish I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause you know, it, it's just easier, isn't it? Yeah, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. But the, you know, I'd rather know stuff and share it. Mm. You know, if you know stuff and don't share it, yeah. you know, that's kind of sucks. But you do a good job of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah hopefully, Anf- hopefully NF- right. nfts though i'm not a fan yeah well i mean of course well like as a the technology or uh, well i did a video saying nfts are like a fire festival yeah that makes sense <laughs> i mean dude i, I have a, a pretty large nft project and i've said openly
0: i know but okay so let me because let me get my head around like yeah. nfts mm-hmm. why do you use nfts is it because it's easier for tax but like right. if you sell NFTs and you don't, you know, I mean, you live in Dubai now. But well, if you did it in the UK, you could just. Well, like, why would
1: it. I buy NFTs, or why did I, I use NFT as the uh, pricing model for my NFT project? Did you buy some? Uh, I bought three board apes, but that was just because I just I could. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, look, you know, what I, was, I was. It was like si- it was like six weeks out from like launching my NFT project, right? Yeah. And I, it was six weeks out from launching my NFT project, and the thing is, like. Uh, from day one, I always said, I, if you're in the NFT world, I don't want you a part of the project. Like, we're specifically right. looking for non NFT, non crypto people. Yeah. We're looking for actual business people. This
0: project have, being yeah.
1: Gen K Club. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can tell very, you. Very English name that. Yeah. It, it, it was just like, you know, it's like we wanted something that sort of signified that it was aimed towards men and it was also something that was uh, sort of for wealthier people without right. specifically, you know, being too. Men's wealthy club, you know. Um, so, isn't croquet a game for poor people originally? And then, I don't know. Well, I mean, look, the connotation is usually <laughs> that croquet is, you know. Uh, I was I was playing croquet a month ago at um, uh, Dorchester Co- Coworth Park, and it's you know it's, yeah, really it's like it's better Washington. branded
0: than it originally,
1: I think. Yeah, now I mean, it's better branded. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you know. Um, so I, we, I bought I bought three board apes because look, the thing is, someone could look at. You know, I have like three and a half million dollars worth of watches, right? I can do that or I can, it, but the NFT community just is, is some of the least intelligent people on earth, right? Yeah. So they could see that or like, they could see like, you know, my, I've, I've really posted like Binance sell orders and stuff like that. Like me making millions off certain coins and like, like I could post all this, but like, oh yeah, but you don't have a board eight. So I was like, all right, fuck you guys. I'll just buy three. So <laughs> how much did you pay? Uh, 1.2. For three board eight.
0: Yeah. They were worth $10 three. million dollars. 1.2 million. Yeah, it's so a 400 grand each. Yeah. How much are they worth now?
1: Uh, I okay. So I kept one that I have an emotional bond with, but the two that's I sold. So how much for? Them? You don't have to tell me. But no, no, I don't. No, I don't mind. Uh, so I sold them at. It was like around 120k loss. That was the biggest loss I've ever made in the crypto NFT each. space. Each. Yeah, so but so but like, the thing so is, so someone still bought it for two two a. So they saw and now they're sub 100. Because obviously, like I had people be like, oh, you. are so you're a genius, oh, like... You know, because obviously the thing is I've, I've posted a lot of my... win. You know, I made a lot, a lot of money uh, you know, the past few years with sure. Cardano, uh, Luna, especially Luna is one that really, really, really pisses anyone. me. Yeah, Luna is one that really, really pisses people off. Um, yeah. But I mean, look, I've, I've, I've... I had a big chunk that I waited... Basically, I sold it first week of April, right? Which is basically at its all-time high. But I've sold it... The other chunk I sold, I sold... Basically, I put a million in uh, for... Specifically, Luna, I put a million yeah. in. uh is right at the end of October. I basically the thing is, I don't. I'm not a crypto person. I don't need to fucking share everything I do with everyone yeah, at all. Yeah. But I I do try my best, like, because people are always curious. What do you do? You know, in the same way you do. But you, yeah. you know, you don't put in a buy order and you're like, guys. So I just put in a buy order. You know, on your Instagram. like, you don't need to. You're not, you know, you yeah. know, no, you you've got a crypto education coming. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not your imperative. So. Um, you know I bought Luna at the end of October uh, I just put a million in uh December 23rd I remember or December 24th like it was right around Christmas I remember and basically I'm like hey it was like 2.5 at that point I'm like hey I just sold the million principal so now I've just got you know my profits I held the rest until uh, first week April and basically cashed out the other 1.6 1.7 so I netted like whatever 1.7 million from that trade yeah, yeah. um and yeah made money in, in a bunch of various different ways so I think people were very excited when like I finally lost money in crypto, you know? Um, And yeah, you know, people are like, Oh, you sold your board apes, you know, those two board apes for 120 K loss. And I'm like, yeah, but it could have been 300 K. And that's the thing, you know, part of investing is knowing when to cut your losses. And the issue is I, normal smart me would have never made that decision. The issue with that decision, this is the other thing you never want to invest and have uh, ego attached to it. That was an ego based decision where I was like, yeah, because I had like you know NFT people were like oh yeah, but he doesn't even have a board ape, even though I'm like fucking richer than any of those guys, right? Like, it's just and, I isn't it? You're right? And I'm like, okay, you know what? Oh, you, I don't have a board ape. Okay, fuck you. Here's three, right? And I, I, by the way, I've never even joined their Discord. Like, I've because you know like one of the things people say is like oh if you are you know in board ape it's the connections. I've never even joined their Discord. Like yeah. I, I, I I you know have the board ape, never joined the Discord. Will never go to an event because I think they're all fucking dweebs. um and yeah, but yeah. So I lost 120k <laughs> on, on both those, and I could buy and buy uh, back now for sub 100. But, um, but and by the way, I think I think the, I think they'll go up to half a million easily again, half a million, a million uh, next time around. Why? Because here's the thing: when money is too easy, and by the way, I've said, look, I made from actual in terms of like actual gains locked in, I made something like seven million last year um, from crypto. That's not good. That's not investing. That's not real investing. That's funny money, right? Yeah, yeah. But at least, like, I know that. It's We're like gambling, because yeah.
0: you gamble your winnings. You don't, yeah, I mean, look, it's like,
1: it's, it, so. it's like more calculated gambling, right? Yeah. So I guess, c- look, obviously there's, um, look, I've never gambled, but like, what, is it roulette or something? Yeah, roulette. Like, that's like just pure, like, there's no, sk- you can't have any skill with that, right? Yeah. Like, it's just pure well, crypto is a Well, crypto is a
0: bit like that. No, I see like, crypto. It, Luna bit. was like, that's like picking a number. Crypto is like picking a number.
1: I don't know. I mean, look, the thing is, I, I get what you're saying, but then if you saw the, the warning signs ahead of time, and, you know, for example, like, I thought, tw- I thought people who are on Twitter were just absolute knuckleheads, but, yeah. you know, crypto Twitter, especially if you follow some of the right guys, I mean, you, there's a, a wealth of knowledge on, yeah. on, on crypto, uh, on Twitter. But, um, no, I think, like, crypto is a little bit more like, I don't know, like playing poker or something, mm. where it's like part luck, part, um, you know, you can do things to, you know, end up with a yeah. better outcome. The one with the most experience will end up winning. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I made uh, a lot of money with crypto last year, but as I said, it's all sort of like funny money. You know, it's funny, but at least like I know that. Whereas a lot of people are like, yeah, like I'm a genius. Like investing is easy. Well, yeah, and sure. In those conditions. Right. And I, I even saw, you know, as I said, I have a lot, a lot of watches and there was a lot of people who were like, you know, Oh my God, you know, but just invest in what, like there was people like I, I buy all my watches at retail. So it's, yeah. pretty safe bet. You know, I walk out of the store and the watches were three times as much instantly. Yeah. Right. Um. But I had people in February of this year who were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to buy this Patek and market price and this and that. And I'm like, don't do it. Like they're going to come down and I told them, you know, the price came down 40 odd percent. But that's the thing when things keep going up, people are just saying, "Oh, it has to keep going forever. Yeah. No, at some point, you know, the party train, at some point, the party train needs to solve. Um. So yeah, when it comes to, that's why I bought the Board Apes apart from that I've owned like no other NFTs yeah because um, I said I just think they're all a scam um, would, you, do you, would you say there's part FOMO Cool, yeah. zero really no
0: FOMO no FOMO at all just because you wanted to because I would
1: because I would have bought like into Bored Apes and all that other stuff at an earlier point right like I literally bought Bored Apes at the top at quite literally the peak you know so that's FOMO that wasn't FOMO I said, it, it wasn't FOMO it was the ego decision it was like a oh, because
0: someone pissed you off online.
1: You're like fuck you. It wasn't one. It wasn't one person. It was like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I'll show you. I'm gonna lose 120k per. Um, watch this. <laughs> so yeah, you know, um, <laughs> it wasn't so much like FOMO. It was more just like that was an ego decision. Out, out, you know, from the past. Basically, my entire investing career. My very short. Very 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 short investing yeah. career, right? But still, nonetheless, um, you know, throughout my investing career, that was probably the only time I made an ego decision, yeah. and it didn't go well. Um, Saying that, though, it's like that. Um, like I'm
0: friends with KSI. i done a mm-hmm. podcast with him. Talked to him quite a bit, actually. Oh, poor uh, guy, man. Well, the thing, but you say that, right? You talk about funny money. Mm-hmm. He made so much, yeah, that
1: the loss. Didn't you matter. can see
0: it wasn't it didn't bother him that much, mm-hmm. and that is the thing with crypto. It's like the funny money level. It's crazy, and I don't think you realize how much you've made until you buy certain assets
1: with it. Yeah, that that's when you realize, oh, I've done alright. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, like a hundred percent. Like I saw swings. Like there was weeks where my portfolio would be down like four million, and like I would look at them like, oh. like I, I have a very high risk tolerance, right? Yeah. But then now, when I'm like, especially now that I'm starting to like look at properties and stuff like that, I'm like, fuck, man, like I just lost. I just lost a couple of apartments. Like it it, it actually registers. So yeah, that's the other issue with crypto. But when it comes to NFTs, yeah, man, they're a majority of scam, but the technology if applied in the right way. Work it it, for certain industries. It's the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. Although I've been um, researching blockchain a lot and there's a lot of problems with it. Mm. Blockchain's been around for decades. Mm. That's the thing that people don't realize and it's never worked. Mm. i can send you some videos some people to follow yeah sure
1: but it will put you off and I'm, you, you'll
0: be like well oh. off
1: nfts or off crypto. crypto i'm already slightly off crypto like yeah. I, right now i hold like whatever i bought
0: no but i mean like um because when you when you invest in crypto i'm like I, I, i'm investing in Ethereum or mm. i've been i think it's got utility i think uh, you know you know it's i think it's great um But it's blockchain technology. Mm. And when you research blockchain technology, it's like, Mm. it's not, it's not a great, no one's managed to make it work. And that's why Ethereum hasn't worked properly. And they're still changing it constantly. Yeah, there's scaling issues. Everything's a problem. So that's my only fear about it. But at the moment, investing in it, people are just investing in it because they're like, someone made 10 mil. Someone made like 100 Mm. grand in five seconds, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, so it's a good place to like make tons of money. Yeah, past twenty
1: twenty five, I really don't know if I'll hold maybe a very small allocation of my portfolio, but I don't know if I'll necessarily hold any crypto. Yeah, but it's too exciting. Depends where you are. Like that's the thing. Like once you get to a certain stage, right? Like once you, it's you you invest in different things depending on you know sort of what wealth category or what. You know, where, where you are in life, right? Like the things, you, if you have 100K in the bank, there's certain things you should invest in compared to if you have 100 million in the bank. Yeah, once so relative. Yeah, yeah. and w- w- here's the thing. Once you have 50, 100 million, it's, it's a lot more about playing defense than it is about playing offense. If you have five grand, go play offense. Go throw it into some...
2: Yeah.
1: If you have five grand for me, don't... In, I mean, now actually, it makes a little bit more sense. Go buy some Bitcoin, right? But let's say if we're talking last March or last February, don't go buy Bitcoin what are you going to do? Like, at a, a, a best, a 1.5x? Mm. You don't go store it into something in between the top 30 to the top 100, right? Because you've only got five grand to start with. Whereas if you, you're playing with different numbers, like, I I exclusively only bought projects in the top 25, top 30. I yeah. never touched anything outside of that, right? I mean, I, I think that was one or two, you know, with small amounts, right? But outside of that, I didn't touch anything because for mm. me, it was much more about, like, yes, playing offense, but defense as well
0: so and that's the crypto journey in a nutshell what you just said Mm. the ones with less money 5 grand 10 grand they go for the crazy ones Mm -hmm. because they like 100x Mm. but when they get 100x they go nah Bitcoin Yeah, I'm just going to leave in Bitcoin summon Ethereum Mm -hmm. and that's the journey of it you have to get there and Mm. like people were people have sent me like screenshots of their like coinbase balances and you see they've got all these mad coins they've got like 5 grand and I don't know why they do it it's like the weirdest thing um, and they buy all these, like, smaller coins, you know, because they want to get to, like, 100 grand, then they'll put it in Bitcoin or whatever it is. Mm. But that's the crypto journey in a nutshell. Gamble like crazy, mm. you know. It's like putting all your money on one number, you know, but it, there's a better chance it will come in mm. on on roulette, and then you get 35X or whatever, mm. and then off I've, you never, I've never played. Is it fun? Oh, I haven't played since, like, I was in Vegas, yeah. like, whenever that was years back. I've, um, I've never gambled. No, it's fun. Well, I, when I was younger, yeah, it was mm-hmm. fun because like you, you, I didn't have any money, mm-hmm. so if you that hundred dollars you're gonna mess about with mm-hmm. was like it meant a lot. You mm-hmm. needed a win. Now, if you, it's like I don't see the point of it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Especially
1: like I'll, g- I'll give it crypto a crypto more fun. Crypto is more yeah. fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I feels like you have because you know, in terms of gambling session, you've got the start and the end, and at least you've got some sort of. At least it's a, it's like, you know, at least there's uh, some endpoints, right? Yeah. So then you can kind of get on with the rest of your night or the rest of your day. Whereas like crypto, you know, if you're talking about it from the gambling perspective where you throw it into, you know, uh, um, you know, a coin with a market cap of like 73 million, you're probably going to be up at night. If you wake up for a piss, you're probably going to check. And, you know, so I think it comes with more complications.
0: <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I've never admitted this, but I bought Gollum back in the day. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of it? No. <laughs> I put, I think I put $20,000 into it. Uh This is like, Trent, my mate Trent, he was just like, um, he was like, yeah, I've bought some of this as well. I was like, well, sod it. I'll just, I'll just, as a punt, pure Mm -hmm. punt. Mm -hmm. And I think it went up to like 100 grand Mm -hmm. and then came back down to like four grand. Mm -hmm. And I forgot about it. I was like, you know, this is in 2017 when it had the crash, the correction, whatever. And then I left it and I think eventually it, because the thing was crypto, as long as you just hold it, it will always go up eventually. Mm. I think I sold it at like 65 grand on the latest one because I, I saw it go back up. I was like, just stick that in Bitcoin. I'm not going to keep that. Mm. Um, but I, I remember like, looking back, I had no idea what Gollum was. Like it's 2000. No idea. My mate was like, yeah, just I'm, I'm, I'll put like 20 grand in. I was like, all right, I dollars. I was like, all right. But that is the, the journey of crypto. It's just pure punting, mm. pure punting, you know, and then you make loads of money and some people think, you know, like the ones you talk about in Dubai, they walk around and they think they're the shit. Mm-hmm. I've never thought that. I just thought that was lucky. Yeah, luck. Like like if understand.
1: If you're very wise, you look at like crypto returns and you'll be like, and if, as I said, of course, I, I think crypto is kind of like poker where you can do things to, you know, yeah. there is some level of skill involved. But at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, if the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest, interest rates, yeah. we're all fucked. It doesn't matter either way. Yeah. And you don't have a say in that.
0: Yeah, well, if they print money, for
1: sure. Yeah, they always raise rates and change rates, but yeah. Yeah, No, but if they print money, then go invest in crypto, of course, great. You know, more money flowing into assets. But the point is, you know, if there's a, you know, if if at the next FOMC, there's a, you know, 100% basis point point increase, you know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny.
0: Crypto is funny, isn't it? Because the thing is, the underlying technology of bitcoin is what could save the world yeah but we're all just gambling and punting on those mm-hmm. <laughs> things that people Shirt think are like bitcoin and, and they're nothing like bitcoin because yeah. it's they're completely centralized mm. like especially ethereum mm. whereas Bitcoin's decentralized how it's called crypto i don't know mm. it's like the weirdest thing i think i mentioned that in the documentary tomorrow mm.
1: i don't know mm-hmm. weird one <laughs> so what so this um club of yours what's the plan for it uh so basically we launched uh, the, the whole thing about it so I wanted to do this more when I was like 40 or something. But I wanted to have sort of like a men's mastermind group specifically for wealthy people. Yeah. Because like, I'm, like this sounds terrible, but I was even thinking about this even before I even had money. Yeah. Right, I was even thinking like, fuck, they don't teach you how to be rich. Like they don't teach you how to spend your money the best to yeah. increase your quality of life. They don't teach you how to find a personal, uh, you know, a PA, how to train your PA, yeah. uh, how to sort of just make your life, use money, in the best way, in the most efficient way possible to make your life as good as humanly possible. So, um, yeah, that's basically why uh, the plan was to do something like that when I was 40. But then I saw uh, NFT technology and I do believe, I believe in NFT technology. I just don't believe the way it's being used now. I said, I don't, I would never use the NFT for my software company, you know, where it's like a, it's a monthly subscription because obviously that doesn't make sense. Whereas, for example, in the mastermind, uh, you know, membership mastermind education space, I believe NFT technology makes sense, right? When I was living in London, you know, I had all these memberships. You know, let's say even uh, there's a like a gym place thing called Kicks, right? It's like 10 grand a year, right? Now, when I leave, they just sell my membership to someone else. Whereas if I left, let's say I was there for three years, paid 30 grand, whatever. When I left, my space is an asset and I then get to sell that on. Yeah. And then they also get a percentage of the royalties from that. I just think that's a... It's, it's better for the end user. Yeah. And the reason, you know, I have this perspective is at the e-learning company, the most ideal situation is someone comes into uh, one of my programs at the e-learning company and they get the desired result. And if they get the desired result, then they never use the program ever again, because that's how you know the program worked. Because really, there's no point getting going back. It's, you know, it's not necessarily like a book, mm-hmm. right? A book, you know, you might come to it back to it at a different stage of your life, but it helps you get to a certain point. And then once you get past that, you don't really come back to it. Right? so that's actually if things go really really well a person takes any course they get the desired result and then they never need to use it ever again but if they've paid for that you know now it's you know at the e-learning company I'm almost like the Federal Reserve I can yeah. just print infinite comp. well, well we have a lot of like human aspects and elements this there, so there's only a, a certain amount that we can scale otherwise people don't get the personalized one-on-one support uh, you know from our concierge service and blah, blah whatever yeah. the, the point is though i can i can produce multiple copies of it and once they've used it and they've gotten the result like that's it it's just sitting idle there whereas then if they can go ahead and sell it that's much better for the end consumer yeah so i that's a perfect example of nft technology you know and i think uh for example as i said if you're in a mastermind a 50 person mastermind you know those masterminds that i've been a part of they're you know uh 50 people and they're like 50 grand a year when i leave they just sell my spot to someone else right that my spot just goes to someone else. Whereas if my spot is an actual asset, I just think that's a, that's the right model for those types of businesses. So I believe that's the right model and I believe that's the best model for the education industry. But, uh, I have something like 35, it's like 30, 35 employees at GY, my e-learning company, like, you know, our staff costs are insane. Right. And, Because of that reason, I can't just implement a new pricing model because that changes the entire business we've been around for four years. Like, that's, you know, that's not a small decision. Uh, And also the thing is, imagine if I made that decision and then turns out that NFTs aren't actually the best way, uh, isn't the best pricing strategy for that sort of business. So I'm like, I need to test it out first. So between the fact that I want to do sort of like a high-level mastermind, um, mastermind community for basically high net worth individuals, um, and I wanted to test out this NFT technology, combine the two, created GCC and basically our number one goal with GCC is as I said, to make the lives of our users as easy as, as humanly possible and connect them with, with other high net worth individuals. So the thing that we did with GCC, we're the only project in history ever full stop to do uh, video calls. So we had something like 6,000 applicants. Each one of those had to do a video call. So 6,000 people applied and we only let 700 mint, right? Because we, Like, I'm not dumb. I knew, you know, with my size audience, stuff like that. At some point when people, you know, when the project launched, it was, what, like 8x floor or something like that? Like, if you bought it, you would have made like 40 grand. So I knew I was giving people free money. So I'm not just going to give anyone free money because this was a very, very, very exclusive uh, NFT project. And as I said, it was the first NFT project in history where you had to take a video call to explain to us why you should be allowed to give us money. And you really had to sell yourself. And there was a lot, you know, there was many, many points. And for example, I can say this now because we've minted. So whatever. But um, for example, if your main occupation was NFT or crypto, you got negative points because I specifically wanted people who weren't in NFT or crypto. I wanted people with traditional businesses. I wanted people where, you know, if things go, if Bitcoin goes sub 10, their life is okay. Right. I didn't want people who in the NFT or crypto space because also as I said I think it's a different sort of mindset. It's a easy, quick money mindset. Yeah. I didn't want those people. So we had all these different criteria and conditions and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, basically launched it. So our community is all handpicked. Now, one of the issues when you join Arts Club or Annabelle's or Lulu's or any or even Soho House, any of these places, like you should be able to go on the Soho House app. And if you want to connect with people, you shouldn't have to fucking go to White City House and sit there like a dick and be like, especially like if you're a guy and you want to you know connect with other guys. It's kind of weird if you're going up to like a group of guys like, oh, hey guys, how's your day? They're just there with their friends. They want to be left alone, right? But yeah. instead, if you can go on the Soho House app and you can go, okay, filter industry, this industry, age, this. And then you've got a Rolodex of every single person who's a Soho House. because Soho House already did the, the front end of the qualification, right? Of like, hey, this person is cool enough or whatever. whatever. You know, you, you actually can. Really? Yeah, I can show you. Okay, well, that's great then. Whereas at other members' <laughs> clubs, what, what you do actually is
0: you choose to let people. You choose on the app, so if I've you want people that. to see you. So there's an option that you can choose. Okay. If say you're at a club, uh-huh. you can you can see who's there that have chosen to let everyone know. Okay, and
1: then for example, what so comes up? Does it show like age, industry?
0: No, it's just their profile.
1: Um, but what is their profile show?
0: Well, you can probably Google them, like if you really wanted to. So like, it just says Google. their name. I think I've never really clicked it, but you can, you can, you see like two, 300 people on it that have like,
1: but, but does know. that, once again, what does it say? Their name or just, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never, I'm not that interested in. Yeah. So for me, like yeah. that, that's useless. Right. Yeah. But if I can choose, okay, industry, yeah, no, it makes it sense. Age, and then you click on their profile, which is what we have at GCC. You click on their profile, oh, actually, which yeah. is rolling out in the next couple of days, our developers have been working on it, but then you look on their profile and they can put their Instagram, their Twitter their YouTube, whatever social platforms they want to put out, yeah. so that way, even if you're in con- in a country, right? Let's say you travel to Istanbul, you can see who else is there in Istanbul, and outside of us having to facilitate it for you, yeah. you know, because I said all these members clubs, they're like, oh, this event, so you can e- meet other members. Just make it fucking easier for people. Just have a rolodex of hey, here's everyone who's at Annabelle's, yeah. you know. And as I said on uh, on uh, with GCC, you can select whether you want to be public or not, whether you yeah. want to be put on the rolodex, because some people just. I don't, just don't want to be put, right? Yeah. And you can also select what you want to put. It, maybe you don't want to put your Instagram. Yeah, well, at least all your members want to be yeah. sharing their information. Yeah, That's but is, think, yeah. even if they don't, it doesn't matter, right? I just think, as I said, all of these members clubs, they need to do more of a better job at trying to connect people and make it easier as easy as humanly possible.
0: So what's your plan with it? Is it basically an app? that people can connect with? People.
1: Yeah, so that's the custom, uh, that's already been built. Uh, that's the yeah. custom platform. Uh, so we have a custom platform in there. We also have a bunch of other courses um, that basically all the members get for free. Uh, I've got one where I basically show people how I built my watch collection, you know, I get whatever pieces I want at basically all the brands at retail. Uh, we've got uh, another one by my crypto researcher, basically all on blockchain, how to uh, on-ramp, off-ramp, uh, how to invest, different investing strategies, uh, very sort of long-term thinking stuff. Yeah. Um, Uh, uh, the next course we've got releasing is actually from a wine sommelier so you know like just even things like I grew up I grew up without a dad right so like dude even to say I have no fucking clue how to tie a tie I'm 22 I I have no idea how to tie a tie YouTube right yeah you can do YouTube it right but like let's say for example things like you know I have a very you know I'm I'm very picky with certain things I'm very not picky with certain things like for example dude I'm the type of person you give me some like you know Japanese A5 Wagyu and I'll have that or you could give me a pond noodle. I, I really don't give a fuck. You know, like I'm, I'm one of, I couldn't care less, you know, like, yeah. but then with certain things, I'm, I know my shit and I'm like really particular in this and that. Yeah. Um, so for example, wine, the only reason I know about wine is uh, my software company, uh, my business partner, Pierre, who's actually, he's actually the husband of one of my uh, old agency clients. So that's how we ended up connecting. But um, he, like, you know, he, he's Swiss and he knows, he can, he can drink a wine and he'll tell you, is it a, it's a 2013 yeah. or a 2016, what's, you know, it's a Burgundy or a Bordeaux, like he knows everything, right? And it's quite cool for me now that I still have a pretty rudimentary understanding of wine, but it's still nice that, you know, if I'm at a dinner table or with a girl, like I can order wine and it's not awkward or embarrassing, like mm. there's certain things I don't think you need to be an expert on, but as a man, once you get to certain circles, I think it's, it's nice to know.
0: Certain things you need to know.
1: Right. So yeah. for example, we've got a course coming uh, from a winesmith and this is all available to our members. Yeah. Basically not like a how to become a, a sommelier, but just how to not fucking embarrass yourself. Yeah. You know, when you're, um, uh, you know, when you're ordering wine for the table. Yeah. A- after that, we also have one from a cigar sommelier. Right. Not everyone smokes. I mean, I love cigars. I smoke a lot of cigars. Right. I haven't smoked cigars since 2019. Um, or at least, you know, pretty consistently. Um, and dude, a lot of people just embarrass themselves when they smoke cigars, Yeah, right? And it, I was hanging out with, uh, you know, one of my buddies from America. He doesn't really smoke. And he must have inhaled or something like that. Dude, he fucking ran to the bathroom and threw up, you know? So like, you you don't want to be at a business meeting, right? Uh, you know, with potential, you know, business who, acquaintance. Who gave him the
0: cigar? They didn't steal his watch a cab outside, the day. <laughs>
1: no, no. <they're, laughs> No, we were we were at a we were at Bulgari, we we're Bulgari Cigar Lounge. You oh. know, it wasn't like it was super windy or anything. You know, I made sure because the other thing is you want to make sure you have a little bit of sugar or something sweet. Right. Uh, you know, uh, just a um, uh, level of blood sugar levels and stuff. So like you know, all the conditions were right because like, oh, right. obviously I knew he didn't smoke much, right? And I, it's not like I got him you know uh, a very long uh, you know fat ring gauge. Uh, you know, one hour and a half smoke. It was like a very it was, I think it was like a Kahiba Siglo a Siglo One or something. But yeah, he must have you know. Anyways, the point is, you don't want to be pretty convinced like that. So these are things that I know for some people are like, for me when I was 16 and, you know, uh, living at home and my mom was on government benefits, like it's, that doesn't apply to me then. But once you get to certain circles, as I said, you just, you want to know just things like these, right? So um, we've got that aspect of it. We've got all the programs. Uh, We've also got all the crypto reports uh, from my crypto researcher. uh, And he, you know, some of my favorite reports Uh, Especially recently, some of my favorite reports from him are okay. So this week's or this Tuesday's report is do nothing because we have no idea where the market's going. We have to wait until you know the FOMC meeting tomorrow, and then we can decide what course of action is. Whereas, like if you look at any sort of like crypto influencer, they're like,
0: you know, it it has
1: to be very extreme. Either buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. Like they'll never be like, yeah. "Yeah, So this week's update is I don't know. I'll I'll, you know we'll see where market conditions take it, and then I'll I'll make a decision. So that's another aspect of it. And then sort of the last final arm to it is. Uh, we partnered up with this concierge service. Um, unfortunately, I can't say the name, but uh, they are the most powerful uh, concierge service on earth. And uh, they're actually also a membership service, um, or like you have to apply. And, uh, you know, I like to think I'm a somewhat important person. You know, I, I get memberships usually wherever I want, or, you know, the brands, whether it's Hermes, you know, giving me handbags for my mom, or, you know, the different watch brands, you know, I usually get what I want. This concierge service, I applied back in December, never got accepted. Like, I didn't even get accepted.
0: Is that why you think they're great now? No, it's because
1: uh, I heard about them through one of my friends. And, um, you know, he's very, 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 very wealthy. So he was like, look, this thing is game changer for my life. Uh, basically, it's like, you know, having a, a Amex black card, but on steroids. Um, and, yeah, like, they're great, you know, to the point where... I was test driving them a lot over the space of the last month. Um, so we partnered up with them. So they're sort of the back end. So in three, four months, you'll be able to go on um, the app store and uh, uh, download a K Club concierge app. So you'll download it. And if you're a GCC member, then you actually have access to it. And um, yeah, I mean, from, I mean, you name it. Like, you know, Amara, my, my, lo- my lovely PA, you know, I'll, she knows what sort of restaurants I like and stuff like that. So, you know, I'll be like, Amara, you know, I need a uh, table. At whatever uh, this place, uh, or you know, one of my favorite spots tomorrow, two p.m. or sorry, nine p.m. for two people. She'll call, you know, middle of London summer. She's like, uh, you know, everything was booked. There was one a, a table available at like ten fifteen, or you know, this or that. Or, you know, there's one available in four days, and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, go on. I said I can't say the name, but go, you know, go on that the concierge service. You know, it's an app as well, which is just so much better than having to call Amex and hmm. you know all this other stuff, and. Um, they're like, yeah, we kicked someone. Like, I, I could get anywhere I get get a table within an hour, right? Because this company is not, you know, it's not like some, like, uh, uh, VAs in Philippines or anything. This company has had close to nine figures in funding. And if I say that, you might give it away. But, you know, they've been around for almost 10 years, right? This is a very, very, very well-established company. I don't know how we managed to secure a partnership with them, but we did. Uh, or, like, uh, you know, or how we managed to secure, a, you know, the deal that we did with them. Uh, to basically give this uh, as um, as a service to our GCC members. But yeah, that's sort of like the final aspect of it because, yeah, you know, I have a PA. I've had a PA for, for years. They're great. Mm. But um, at the end of the day, a PA, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not a concierge. It, you it's know, not it's, a... they're not going to be able to, you know, to the point even with a concierge service where like there's like bags I've seen, you know, that I want from my mom and, you know, they don't have it in stock. So I'll send it to them and they're like, okay, cool. Card on, you know, because obviously they will card on funds. So it'll be delivered to Dubai in two days. Like, you know, Chanel bags that are out of stock or stuff like that for my mom or, you know, bits and bobs here and there. So, yeah. You can tell me after. I'll I'll tell you who it is. Maybe maybe, You probably heard of them, honestly.
0: So GCC basically makes loads of people
1: happy. That's the goal. Wealthy people. Like like, I said, if if you're like sub half a million, if you have less than half a million, actually maybe no. It, 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 look, if if you're j- still in your early stages and stuff like that It's probably not the best project for you But if you've got money, like it's, we're going to make your life a lot better
0: So basically, uh-huh. if someone asks you if you're happy Now you just say yes because you've got the GCC club
1: Yeah, there we go That's it It makes my life happy Problem It makes my salt. life easy yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool Well look,
1: um, your driver's back Alright, <laughs> uh, don't worry he can, he can sit out
0: there. I think he's out there talking to the gardener. <laughs> <checking out. laughs> um, but yeah, that's all my questions, man.
1: Yeah, all wrapped up.
0: You got any questions?
1: Uh, f- I, I mean, I have some questions uh, for you about the house and some of the specifics of the house, but we can probably talk about that off camera. Some, of the, um, some some of the financials and stuff.
0: You can ask me the question, and then I'll write you a letter. There we go, and send it back to you Done deal. in Dubai.
1: <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> do that. If you try to send any post to Dubai, it gets lost. There's no, there's no. um, You can't
0: even video call there, can you?
1: Uh, yeah, you have to VPN, VPN. Weird. Yeah. Because there's no postal codes in Dubai. Really? Yeah. It's like the stuff in Dubai is like their addresses are really weird. Yeah. Great city. Yeah, you should move there. No chance. (laughs) I'll come visit you though. You're my friend, Charlie. Done deal. All right, deal. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for coming
0: on. Thanks, man.